0: It's another episode of Glitch Free Gaming. It's episode number 226. Hooray! Yay. Oop. We're back after a bit of an absence. It's only been, you
1: know, a little bit of time.
0: Yeah. What is it we do on this podcast thing again?
2: Do we play Fortnite?
0: Ah, yeah, that's what it is. Welcome to the weekly Fortnite stream of Glitch Free Gaming.
2: Oh, you guys are going to drag me down that hole. (laughs) <laughs>
1: it's very good
0: it is yes uh,
1: don't worry we'll be bored over by next week this, is this usually goes
2: I might have downloaded it by then
1: Make usually sticks on for one extra week but then we're all out yeah
0: it I, I always do that thing where I'm going to play through the entire season and I'm going to earn enough money so I can get the next season free of charge and I will I'll get enough money but I just won't play the next season <laughs> But yes, we are glitch gaming. We are a regular podcast. Let's put it that way. <laughs> that deals with everything game-wise: video games, board games, mobile games—you name it, we will play it for a little while and then move on to something else. But That's we, have... you've got a
1: game problem, we'll come, we'll deal with it.
0: <laughs> it's all today. <laughs> So Paul is not with us this week, he is busy with real life things, so it's just myself Mike and Kieran.
1: I totally misheard you there and thought you said it's myself and Mike, I'm like, Mike are you going nuts, what the
2: fuck?
0: And uh, joining us this week is Ben, our editor-in-chief for the website as well.
2: How are we doing
3: guys? Ah, rubbish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: But we have uh, quite a few games. There's uh, a decent list here for us to talk through. So let's do that. And uh, Ben, why don't you start us off and talk us through Headliner?
2: Headliner, yeah, it's um, it's a nice wee game that I've picked up on the Switch. Um, it looks and sounds an awful lot like uh, Papers Please. All right. Okay. Um, I've tried. I've tried to look to see if there is any crossover between the developers and designers. I can't find it, uh, but it it definitely kind of uh, ha- has a lot of the same sort of themes. So in, in Headliner, you are playing as the editor of a newspaper in Novistan, which is one of the very similar things because Papers Please was Kovistan. right? And um, and you have to approve and reject stories for the paper and depending on your choices all hell breaks loose in novistan essentially so it's it's played in this kind of like uh 2d side scrolling where you walk from one end of the street where your apartment is to the other end where the office is and there's various little stops in between there's a couple of department stores, the hospital, police station, uh, pub, restaurant, things like that. And as you as you're walking through the street, people are talking about this, that, and the next thing. So you you see how people are reacting to stories that you've published. Uh, and it starts off with like, oh, hoping that this health bill will get passed, or you know their their uh, political feelings towards their neighboring countries. Uh, but it can quite quickly get a bit dark, and there's riots breaking out and um, potential assassinations going on. Uh, and it's all kind of depending on which which stories you publish. And I thought that the game was pretty good as it was with that, but I finished uh, the playthrough to the end, and it was like, okay, well, now you can play again. You've unlocked a couple of wee extra things. And you can play again. So you make a new character, and you start the story again. But it remembers everything that happened the first playthrough. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. And wee things crop back up again like from under-pair. your decisions of previous time. And then there's wee things in the story that you realize were said the first time round, but now make a weird, dark sense right because you didn't pick up on it first time round but now you're reading it again you're like oh okay they're actually referring to a thing that's already happened when i played it last time hey uh, cool yeah I've, I've, I've i'm already about halfway through the second playthrough but i kind of i want to play it like four or five times now just to see how far it goes it's a, it's a wee bit groundhog day ish but yeah, it's it's pretty neat. I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I definitely definitely re- recommend people to check it out.
1: It sounds cool. Cool. Yeah, it reminds me of how Undertale handled that stuff because Undertale had um, like the peaceful and the genocide options for the endings. And if you went through the story with one of them, it remembered when you reset. Yeah. And so it, people would reference the fact that you had you know went through and murdered everyone before, for example.
2: Yeah, there's definitely multiple paths through this story. Like, there's various different plot lines that you have influence over with the stories that you're publishing in the paper. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's worth like
3: trying to explore all those different avenues. It sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, it
2: looks pretty pretty nice as well. You know, it's it's kind of straightforward two D art, but it's you know it's nicely done. Um yeah, having having a lot of fun with it, definitely definitely recommend it. Um Kieran, you've also been playing a game on the Switch that you've well we we've both played on PC. So how is the Switch version of Northgard?
1: It's surprisingly good. Um Yeah, so Northgard's a game that I reviewed last year.
3: I think so. Um, no. I think last
1: year's year, last year or the year before, um, which was an RTS, where you are like playing as a kind of Norse tribe that is, you know, going out and trying to colonize this land and build up a village and trade with other people, and there's different victory conditions. There are things like, you know, have the most money going back to the the homeland or you know wipe out everyone else or have the most fame on the island that kind of stuff and uh this port is just through through a port it is everything that's in the pc version just now um i don't know if they've announced if like the the pc version has like a new expansion coming out next week i think um I don't is think they've announced that for Switch yet.
2: Is it more than just another clan?
1: I don't know. I've not actually looked at it. I just saw an ad I just saw that it was right. there. Um it might just be an our big update or an our clan or something. Um But yeah, this has like all the Ragnarok stuff in it, which added like a new map or a new map type, a new biome basically, where the map is basically, right. you know, fighting against you. Um makes it a bit more dangerous, makes it less resources. Um For people who don't know Northgard, one, you can go watch a review on YouTube or read it on the website but Northgard is an RTS that is kind of each area that you're, or you start in an area and it's not tile based but similar to that it has different sections connected to that area and you can colonize those and bring them into your control and then you can only build a certain number of buildings on each thing and it's kind of like a worker placement game where a lot of the game is managing what workers are cutting down wood, which ones are gathering food, which ones are healing, which ones are in the army, etc etc and there's a lot of like, hey winter is coming and we don't have enough food get rid of our army, just drop your swords go start just picking fruit because we're fucked um and it's really fun it was one of my favorite rts games that came out in recent years in general honestly um and the switch port worked really well uh the main issue with it up front is that the performance isn't great like it starts out fine, but the further you get into the campaign, as things get more difficult, and like I've played a couple of just straight up regular matches, um, the framerate can really struggle. Um, especially yeah. things like kind of get bigger and overcomplicated, and winter gets harsher and stuff like that. But uh, for the most part, it's fine. But it's there's one thing in particular. There's One of the things that one of the expansions added, I think, I can't remember if it's in the base game, is these kind of relics that you can build. And they all have different abilities, but the one that I picked up in one of the matches was a sword that lets your hero unit um, do like a kind of ice attack that freezes enemies. And every time that ice attack came out, the frame rate just, the game basically just froze for like a second. And the frame rate dropped, and it was real bad. Um but I've only encountered that there and that was on a big map with lots of stuff going on. So I think that was kind of pushing the switch to its limit a bit there.
0: Alright, okay. Okay.
1: But other than that, I think this is a really, really good port. It looks great. Like I'm actually surprised how well they ported it graphically because I think a lot of ports to Switch end up having kind of like really bumped down resolution and then looking really blurry uh this doesn't really have that it looks quite sharp they've obviously toned down a lot of the effects and stuff but it looks nice um my only thing i'd say about that kind of stuff is that the ui like the text and stuff is quite small and i don't really usually notice that like i play through all the fire emblem and people are like the text is really small and i'm just like it seems fine i can read it it's good <laughs> but north guard i'm like squinting to look at some of the ui prompts i'm like i
0: I think I can read that. I think that's <laughs> um, so you're trying to play from memory.
1: Yeah, basically. Um, but it's a lot. Everything has like big icons and stuff like that. Is you know you don't need to read most of the text. That's fine. Right. Okay. Um.
2: So one thing up. about yep RTSs on consoles is how they control.
1: Yes. So that is actually the thing that I'm most impressed with in this. Which, to be fair, again, like Northgard is closer to. It's like a weird hybrid between like a a city builder or something, or a, again like a the closest thing I think of is like a worker placement game, like a board game. Yeah. Um, and so it it doesn't. There's not a lot of like micromanaging. I mean, there kind of is, but the micromanaging is done via buildings, not via selecting a unit and telling it to go place. So you know you do that for your armies, but you're not really doing that for individual people you're just going up to a building going this is a woodcutter's cabin hit the button two more villagers will come here and that works really well on switch because you just hover over a thing hit a button goes up it has this kind of like context sensitive menu at all times that uh, maps to the face buttons so just x y b and a and depending on what you're hovering over whatever your cursor is over because it's just you know the cursor in the middle of the screen as you move the screen around with the sticks it updates with the prompts that it thinks you're most likely going to want to do so for example if you hover over an area that has uh, a forest in it one of those prompts will be to build a woodcutter cabin because it knows you're probably going to want to do that here because it's a forest that's what you do you get a bonus for doing that here
2: it's contextual
1: yeah and if you hover over the woodcutter cabin itself those prompts change to Assign people, remove people, or upgrade, because that's the three actions you can do with a building. Um, But then also, the A button is always basically a go more in-depth button. So you'll hit that on for a, a building, for example, and it'll explain what the building does. And it'll say, like, you know, woodcutter cabin, assign people to gather wood. And if you do it on an area, it opens up the full build menu. So it gives you basically three things that it thinks you're probably going to want to build. So it'd be like, your population cap is quite high, so you might want to build a house. There's a forest here, you might want to build a woodcutter cabin. There's your low on happiness, you might want to build a brewery. But if you're like, actually, I want to build a tent that makes sword people, then you hit A, go into the full menu, and it's just a big radial menu with everything on it. It's really easy to read select it, build it, and it's all super quick and fast. As a result, though, they've kind of sort of simplified the management of the army stuff, because you're not really micromanaging that much anymore. Um, Instead, you you can assign people to squads. So you have three squads, or you can just select everyone. And that just works the same way. It's just you hold a trigger, and it has the same you know, four options for the face buttons and you select all or select one of these three squads and then you just hit a button to tell them to go somewhere and they will fight anything that's there again the context sensitive stuff comes up so if you hover over an area where you have people fighting you'll get the option to tell them to prioritize other units tell them to prioritize buildings or to i think get them to retreat you can definitely get villagers to retreat if they're being attacked. Um, but I'm really just impressed by how well it works. Like the context-sensitive stuff, like works super well. It makes it really easy to play. Like you can just jump in and like actually, it probably makes it a bit easier to get into for the first time in general because you're not, you know, figuring out which of these buildings you need to build. It's kind of prompting you. Like you probably want to build this one. Like you want yeah. to build this here, you know you're in an area with a pond. You want to build a fisherman's hut, and it's great. Uh, so other than the frame rate drops, like I think this is just a fantastic port. Um, I think if you can look over some frame rate issues, and the frame rate issues are a bit, you know, bad in some of the bigger maps and stuff. Um, I think it's worth trying out. Uh, I've not tried the multiplayer yet. But it has multiplayer, like full online multiplayer. I don't know how to right. that is on Switch.
3: Did you Did you play it on the PC?
1: I played like one or two games on the PC, but I was really bad at Guard. so yeah. I didn't. I didn't try against people. I figured that's a game people would be very good at. Um, but I played a couple of uh, matches just for the review. Um. But I've played mostly the story mode and the single player mode, which the single player mode is, you know, the the story mode is basically a tutorial showing you all the different mechanics, and then the single player mode is the game. Um, But yeah, definitely recommend it on Switch. It's a good port. If you like that game in general, it's addictive to have it on the go. (laughs) Like, I have definitely played way more of it than I expected. Like I kind of halfheartedly accepted the review code, being like, "I probably don't have enough time for this, as whatever." I'm, I'm not going to play that much of it. I'll play a little bit of it see how the port is, and then chuck up a review. And then instead, I've dumped like a bunch of hours into it because I started playing Northgard, and I just kept playing. Yeah. Um, it's one of those games.
0: So it got it's kind of got the the Civilization one more goal. Factor. Yeah, definitely,
1: definitely because that's the thing like the single player games in particular um, can end up being uh, not slow but definitely like there's definitely downtime sometimes winter hits and you're like well I can't really do anything right now but you're still just like I want to build a thing the moment I have enough resources so I'm going to play a little bit longer until I gather just enough wood to build the next thing because otherwise I'll forget and then you end up just going oh it's 3am cool (laughs) <laughs> i should go to bed oh wait i'm in bed because the switch is portable this is great and then your girlfriend hits you and says go sleep <laughs> and that's north
0: <laughs> we should get that speak to the people to see if we can get that as the blurb on the cover <laughs> Put it yeah. On the <laughs> um
1: yeah i definitely recommend it it's great uh again just the framerate stuff is the only real downside. The control stuff is surprisingly great. Like, I'm really impressed with what they did. Um, more RTS games should look at that. City builders in particular, because like I played a little bit of Prison Architect on Switch, and I just couldn't. Like the control scheme, just I was just like, Nah, okay, I can't, I can't stick with this. I'm going back to PC. Um so they could really, you know, learn from this a little bit. But okay, cool. that's Northgard. Mike. Yes. Speaking of games that you've been annoying your girlfriend with, or wife in yes. your case. Tell me about
4: mate. Yep.
3: <laughs> and
4: how it but... has
1: destroyed your marriage. <laughs> you've spent millions and millions of pounds. No wait, that's me. Never mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh it's not that bad with me i've just been called a, a filthy millennial and to get my stuff and leave um. <laughs> goddamn zoomer <laughs> so fortnite if you have been living in a cave or under a rock you will not have heard that season 10 ended and it was all in the the news and there was a big meteorite and it came and, and Wiped everything out and Fortnite was offline for was it three days?
1: I think it was about three days, yeah. Yeah. And they just had, if you build up the game it just showed a black hole.
0: Yes.
2: People just lost their minds.
1: Everyone went crazy. I got interested in
2: Fortnite again, so it worked. (laughs) Yeah, I'm downloading it, so it worked.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So they've started uh, chapter 2, or season 11, which uh, but they're calling it chapter 2 and it's a whole new map a whole new <laughs> world <laughs> if you will <laughs> just don't sing it because we don't have the money to pay the company that owns the song oh, yeah. what? What? well there Disney. we go that's <laughs> gaming has been added you to get the away with it, <laughs> so it's let's say uh, new island the They've kept, it's weird, the The whole layout's different, but they've kept some of the areas, or the names of the areas anyway, uh, which was a bit strange. So there's the Misty Meadow, and I can't, don't have the map in front of me, so I can't really have a look. But, yeah, the so swamp. they've kept the swamp, yeah. So they've kept some of the areas that are in different locations, and they've kept some of the names. And that's, yeah, really it for the map. Uh, been playing the the first mission, the set of missions, so it's basically, you know, get acquainted with the map again, find all the, the areas when you first get dropped into the game. You There's a little video that plays, and it, it's like a montage video, and it ends up on the back of the battle bus, and then a character jumps up, from his seat and he runs and jumps out the the bus and that's you you're in the game you're in your first game your first drop uh find a spot on the island and you go and explore uh everything is grayed out in your map you don't know where everything is what it's called you don't know any of the landmarks and that and so you it gets added to your map as you come across it within games it's quite cool Uh,
1: because it kind of encourages you to you know not just land at the same place every time yes you know you're not just landing at tilted towers every time partly because tilted towers doesn't exist anymore but (laughs) hasn't existed for a while actually but because you're like hey this is a bunch of question marks over there i don't know what that is i'll go there this time yeah you get experience for going there which goes to your battle pass so great
0: yeah, so that's they've they've changed that they've got this, it uh, what they're calling it a punch card, which yeah. uh, it it refreshes every day, so you get um a, like like a pun you know a hole in your punch card when you your first game of the day you get so many experience points you get experience points in game for lasting it to the final fifty then the final twenty five then the final ten so you'll you get experience points and you only get i think I'm not too sure how many slots in your punch card that you have, but once you've got those that's it for the kind of free experience points until tomorrow then you can go on you can try and work through the missions that you've got so the Mm -hmm. missions were the same as the challenges in the previous seasons uh the missions or the challenges uh pretty much standard so it's things like search for chests in, in an area uh eliminate opponents with a certain weapon uh And then they've added other things as well, so you can now carry an opponent. I don't think you could do that before.
1: No, which is pretty good. You can carry your own allies as well. Yes, yeah. But, yeah, anyone that's downed, you can just pick them up, (laughs) which is handy for if, like, you know, your friend is down and you're under attack and you just pick them up and run. Yes. But also, if an enemy's down, you can just pick them up and just fucking chug them in the water. (laughs)
3: Yes. (laughs) So,
0: uh, I was playing a team game and uh, we shot somebody, and we all needed the 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 one of the things was carry carry and downed opponent for ten meters, and we ended up trailing this guy with us for about ten minutes <laughs> before he eventually died and ran out of life. So he's know. had to sit at his screen and watch us pick him around. up. Yeah, carry him around and then drop him and let somebody else pick him up. So we had that. That was quite cool. Uh, what else is new? You can hide in things like uh, big dustbins and hay bales. You can hide inside them and then you can pop out and surprise somebody and shoot them. There is a delay when you pop out, uh, it's a couple of seconds delay. So you can't sit and, you know, ambush and snipe from inside a, yeah. a dustbin or a hay bale.
1: You can uh, upgrade stuff, upgrade benches now, which is something they yep. took from, uh, I can't know call it Paladins, but it's not Paladins, um, the Battle Royale from, oh, it was from Paladins, the Battle Royale spinoff of Paladins. Morphin? No. No. I can't remember. Paul played it, Paul liked it. Apex? Um, no, that's the no. Titanfall Devs. There's a lot of fucking Battle Royale games. <laughs> They got down Planet Side 2. devs just released a Planet Side 2 Battle Royale the other day. Which right. Here's a fucking revelation for me. As someone who likes Planet Side 2, I didn't know Planet Side 2 was still going. That blew my mind. <laughs> uh, I don't remember the name of it, but that one, it was slightly. It's, I mean, it looks very Fortnite. But that one had the uh, forges that you could find throughout the map that you could use to make weapons and upgrade weapons. Right. And this is basically that. You can take, like, it's simpler than that because in that you got, like, stat boosts and stuff. This is just, you take a green weapon and give it, I think it's, like, 150 of each material, so, like, wood, metal, and stone, and it upgrades it to blue. And then oh, right! I assume you can make it from blue to purple with more and purple to orange if yeah. you want to grind out a ton of stuff. Um, I've never used them, but they exist. Paul used them. Won the match that I played with Paul. Paul upgraded his green gun to blue gun.
0: All yeah. right, I've never, I've seen them in the in the maps, but yeah, same as you, I've never yeah. used them. Yeah, there's uh, other things that they've added as well. Is obviously there's more characters that you can buy and add to your roster. Good more emotes. Um, there is a thing called wraps. It's basically skins for your weapons when you find them. Yes, that's quite good. So, Apex yeah, that. Had that.
1: That's another one wonder. T- Everything that they've added is stuff they've taken from Apex, or uh, mm. that other one that I can't remember the name of, which is fine because they're doing it very well at least. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Uh there's in-game music as well that you can buy. I, I don't it. have I don't have any yet. Yeah. So how does it work here and is when do you hear that music if you equip uh, yeah. it?
1: Equip it and it. I think it just replaces the main menu music, so like the you know the lobby while you're waiting.
0: Oh right, okay. Uh, I don't know if it changes it anywhere else. Ah. Uh, I'd... Yeah, because the first one that you can come across, you can hear a sample of it, and it doesn't sound very good. <laughs> it's like some real bad butt rock. It's
1: not great. Right. Um, I mean it's fine. It's just I like the lobby music for fortnite because it's not good lobby music in a game has to be like relatively unintrusive yes um either relatively unintrusive or it has to have like a really good build up to get you hyped for the thing you're going to do like um milver solid 5 had the like inventory screen before every mission where you were equipping your dudes and it had this really kind of cam song that then built up into this really fucking over the top thing that got you excited this is just bad, but it's like a Dynasty Warriors menu
2: music. Nobody, nobody did that sort of thing better than Payday Two. I don't remember the, the Payday way 2 music. The way the music builds up in Payday Two is fantastic because it, it stays completely chilled out while you're in recon mode. But the minute, oh you, yeah, the minute you get like aware and the police are on you, the music just ramps up, and then when they come into like a SWAT team turns up, it just ramps up even further. And it like it totally helps to get the adrenaline running.
1: Well, with the friends I played PD two with, I didn't really hear the recon music that much.
2: <laughs> it was very
1: much uh Alright, we're in. Start breaking all the windows and shooting people. Like, no, this is what are you
3: doing? <laughs> um But yeah, how are you finding the update so far, Mike?
1: uh did you buy the battle pass?
0: I yes, I bought the battle pass I know I so... an answers
1: these questions this is, for, <laughs> this, is for, this is for the audience so
0: yeah I I bought the battle pass I had 750 V bucks left over from the last time that I played so that was the other thing uh anything that you had acquired skins or V bucks or whatever carried over from season one anyway Oh, sorry, from chapter one. So, yeah. carried this over, no bad. problems. And, uh, yeah, so I ended up paying, they had uh, an offer for £3.99. You got six 600 points plus a new a new character to use. So, that was me. I paid four quid to That's be able good. to play, to get That's the battle smart. pass. That's sensible. Seems fair, isn't it? yeah so i i have five hundred v bucks left over. i only need to play to level forty and then i'll have enough i'll have enough v bucks for season two chapter two season two not mad um but as it stands anyway even if you you know you paid the seven pound fifty for the battle pass um you if you level all the way up to one hundred, there is one thousand four hundred or one thousand five hundred uh V Bucks available. So they there's they've still got that model where you can you know you, you buy in once and then it's self funding.
1: Yeah, if you're playing it a lot. I think the implication is <laughs> they expect you to be buying additional skins and stuff if you're that much into the game. Yes. Yeah. Or you can be like me. No, you're not gonna play the game that much, then 20 pounds, and then you get this battle pass plus twenty levels, and then you get to play as a nice bubble boy. Yes.
0: So it did it cost you 20 quid outright to get that, or did you have some V-Bucks left over?
1: I think it was 20 quid. Oh wow. Uh I'm not <laughs> proud of my decisions. <laughs> <laughs> but they were my decisions to make.
3: Exactly, yes. And, you
1: know, it's almost Halloween. you got to spend that money on costumes. <laughs> so I bought the bubble boy. I don't yes. know his actual name. He's a slime man. Um. Uh, He's in the trailer for the new Fortnite.
0: Yeah, when he... Stuff. Is it Ripley versus Sludge, it says here.
1: That sounds right. Ripley's a good name for a man made out of goo
0: yeah and if it's that's the a red good
1: one... pun i like that
0: yeah yeah it's this ripley cool. and and then it's sludge if he's the red one
1: yeah you have to unlock the red one so that's something else they've added they've added like villain version a bunch of the skins and they all have like a series of missions you have to do to unlock
0: yeah it's the the alter ego challenges i think yeah. it's called
1: uh which i've not done any of in the implication from them seems to be that you, they are long-term commitments because the first one for or the second one for the uh, for Ripley is finish four missions which missions are this big collection of objectives that will take multiple you know matches to be able to complete and well, I guess you probably could if you're like really good um, but it's mostly kind of like multiple matches to complete And also, they're rolling them out as time-limited things, so there is only two missions right now. Yes. At the time when I bought the season pass, or the uh, the battle pass, there was only one mission, so I I physically could not get that other one. I still can't. Um, Even if I was really, really good and playing a lot, at most I could complete two missions. Yes. So it's kind of more of a long-term thing to unlock that stuff.
0: Yeah, it keeps you coming back. Yeah.
1: Which is uh, any idea. It's like a longer term. And that's not Battle Pass Limited because there's some skins there that are new and stuff like that. So Yeah, yeah.
0: Um. So it seems that they've taken everything that from the last time I played, which I think was season five or six, so I'd missed a good few, but they've taken things that they already had and they've just improved on them. Yeah. You know they they've added more things that a lot more fun, makes the combat there. better. You can swim there's boats you can fish, yeah that the, fish. the fishing's actually quite cool,
1: they added fishing rods, which takes up a slot in your inventory where you could have a weapon, but instead you can fish
0: yeah, uh, so Ben, if you go to any of the the water and you can see there's little ripples, and sometimes you can actually see the fish, but you will cast your rod in. And then your controller, you get a little vibration. Pull, pull the rod back out, and uh, you either catch a fish or a weapon. If you catch a fish, it can be used to as health. Yeah, you can eat it. Yeah, you can eat it, and uh, <laughs> and you get a weapon. So <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. So yeah, Ben
1: on board because we noticed there's fishing in it. Yes, yeah. that's it. Which, yeah, we till he hears about what they added in Apex Legend which is they added, they added trains there's there's a train
2: really? yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: actually there actually is a train uh, no! I've I've been playing train games all week
1: I don't know if you can drive it I've not played that much Apex Legends recently I need to jump into it again I jumped into so... Apex Legends enough to buy some skins you know playing the game <laughs> I bought some loot boxes because I'm a
2: monster so my, the... my kids my kids keep asking me to play Apex. I'm like, why? I'm terrible at it.
0: it's <laughs> um, one so I haven't downloaded. Um I don't know why. I just
1: you don't like first person games.
0: Oh, is that uh is that a first person? Yeah, it's uh... made by the Titanfall devs and it uses all the Timefall yeah. stuff. Right. It's really good.
1: It's probably the best playing of all of them, in my opinion. Right, okay. Uh, mainly, cause it just plays like Titanfall Two, which is possibly my favorite shooter of like the whole generation.
0: Uh-huh. but uh, yeah, the other thing that just to add on here is that they have now introduced bots as well. Yeah. So I think I've come across a few of them. the The AI on them is not that great. Yes, yeah, not great. But. It's I've been playing, yeah, I've been coming across some of them, and it's like, is it a bot? Is it really? Because this, obviously, the attention that Fortnite got with the stunt they pulled at ending the season and then you know starting up a new one, uh, which was very clever. There is a whole host of new players, um, and I have seen uh, the bots. They tend to. If they attack you or and you attack back, they tend to either just build a wall um I've seen uh newer players have attacked them and they've fired one weapon, and then you just see them cycling through all the weapons trying to find the right one, yeah by that time you've shot them, so it's I don't think there's there's that many bots, but again, it works on your skill level as well,
1: yeah, apparently you'll encounter more bots if you're you know not winning matches or coming.
0: Placing in matches. So I wonder how that works. Then does it look at your, your just your finishes?
1: I'm not sure. I assume they probably wouldn't actually tell people. So no. Able to game it so that they're
0: yes you
1: know, grinding XP easier or something like that by killing. Yeah. Bots. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. The uh, easy way we have found. I think every game that we've played, we're like, where we questioned whether the thing that we just killed was a bot or not? has been if we've walked into the area that it just came from and there's just chests everywhere. And it's yes. like, okay, well they just didn't pick up the like this purple gun. <laughs> that means it was probably not a person. Yeah, it's a very, very bad player.
0: because yeah, we, we I think we walked in somewhere and there was a purple a purple sniper rifle lying with ammo yeah, just right in the there. center of the floor. Um but yes, it has been good fun and uh we won a team game. We did. Which was awesome.
1: The GFG (laughs) team.
0: Yes, that was good. Uh, And uh, I've won one solo match as well. Uh, Uh,
1: I came second a couple of times.
0: Yeah, I had a couple of seconds, a couple of thirds. Uh, but yeah enjoying it and uh, like Kieran said at the beginning of the of the episode I will probably play for another two weeks Kieran only play for another week and then that'll be it until what chapter three or something comes out
1: oh yeah definitely next time they shut the game down for three days then we'll be like alright cool yeah
0: um, but no I genuinely I probably will play till the end of the season i think
1: yeah I'll, I'll probably try to at least
0: yeah uh try and get as many of the the characters and stuff uh because i want the blob boy and there's uh, some of the skins that look really good as well
1: some of the dances are real good
0: yes yeah
1: you can high five each other now
0: yes yeah we we spent was it five minutes in the the area waiting for the game to load and just uh, high-fiving each other that was mainly just to spite Paul
1: though, because Paul doesn't have the emote so we're just standing in front of Paul high-fiving like ah man best friends high-fiving and Paul's just sitting there like yeah <laughs> yeah Yeah, best friends
3: that so
0: uh, I don't think there's anything else to really say about no, I think
1: it that. I'm sure we'll talk more about it it's it's fun yeah. I go back into Fortnite
0: yeah cool it's good fun Excellent. Kieran, do you want to quickly talk us through Control?
1: Oh man, yes. Mainly because it is one of my favourite games of this year. Um, Control is the new shooter from Remedy. Makers of hits such as Max Payne 1 and 2, the Alan Wake Chronicles. Mainly because I can't remember what the DLC version, the downloadable the Xbox Live Arcade Alan Wake was called. Um, but that, um, and Quantum Break, which
0: I didn't like very much, but that was a <laughs> game that existed. Didn't they do the one? Was it the the one about the, the hostage negotiator? Was it uh Met- I Metro? Metro. Uh, that was a story based one as well.
1: I don't know.
0: I think that was no. only that. All right.
1: Um. But control control actually is weird because it plays quite a lot like Quantum Brick. Like it's clearly built on the same engine, like it's that kind of third person stuff, and you get superpowers and stuff in it as well. Right. But the kind of setup for it is that you are this uh, woman who goes to, uh, they call it the foundation. Um, well, no, sorry, they call it the Bureau, the Bureau of Control. Right. And it's just this big building in the middle of New York City that no one can see. And it's very like Men in Black. It's like hidden in plain sight, but the idea is literally you can't see it unless you know where you're going. And the whole thing is they investigate paranormal kind of activities across the world and contain them, bring them back to this building, which is called the oldest house which is a fucking great name for a building. <laughs> um, and it's this big, like, brutalist, like, concrete monstrosity and it's fantastic looking. Um, and it's they find all these kind of paranormal things, bring them back to contain them so they can't do any more damage and, you know, kind of, you know, do like the... It's like things, Ghostbusters. Like, yeah, like Ghostbusters or like Men in Black. Like, they are the kind of, the, the cleanup squad for stuff. Um and your character goes there. She is looking for her brother who has been missing for a long time um, because when she was a kid, her and her brother found a projector that when you put slides in it and projected it, it opened portals into different dimensions. And some stuff came through and killed everyone. All right. So the Oops. Bureau of of control showed up, cleaned it all up, took her brother, <laughs> and she got away, but, you know, She's like, well, I need to find him. Um, but she goes in. First thing happens, goes to talk to the director, who's the guy that runs the place, and he shoots himself in the face. And you're like, okay. okay, cool. So you pick up the gun that he used to shoot himself in the face, and you hear a voice in your head that's like, hey, you're in charge now, by the way. And you're like, cool. And the whole thing is, basically, this whole building has been taken over by a thing called the Hiss, which is like this kind of, mind control monster thing and it has you know unleashed a bunch of the stuff that they were controlling and it is you know causing mayhem and you have to go and kind of shut everything down and you gain some powers by kind of you know aligning yourself with some of the different things that were being contained. So you get the ability to fly, you get so you know, kind of uh, telekinetic powers to throw stuff around and throw enemies around and stuff. And it's it just plays really well. Like it's really fun just to run into a room, start picking things up, throwing it at people, and shooting stuff. Um, like it just feels fun. But I think the strongest thing about this game is definitely the kind of world that they build. Right. So, as you travel through this big area, which is not, um, it's not like it's a linear game, but it's not. Like level based, like the building is a building that you can wander around and explore, and there's a lot of like side rooms and stuff like that. Uh, it's like kind of a bit bioshocking in that way. And kind of like bioshock, there's tons of like uh audio logs and text logs and stuff like that. And they are all like, I don't know if you guys have ever read any of the okay, the full name, but it's like the SCP, the secure, control, protect stuff. is like a big wiki that is filled with these kind of like phenomena and so it's things like one of the ones that's in the game is there's a fridge and this fridge has a kid's drawing magnet like stuck to it with a magnet Uh uh-huh and when it's not being when like when you start looking at it you can't look away basically and no one understands why, and so they've got it and they've contained it. And when you look away, bad things happen and no one's quite sure. Like one of the the things you find, you read it and it says like it's like an interview with the mother that stuck the picture to it and she's like, "I couldn't get the picture off of it. And uh, the entire building collapsed when I look away, I looked away, but it can't be related to the fridge, but it is the only thing that was intact. Alright. And so the foundation or or the bureau are like, okay, we to take us. Um there's a bunch of stuff like that. And that stuff's all really well written and it's got all these different kind of, you know, possessed things basically. And that stuff's all really, really good. And then being a remedy game, it has a lot of really good FMV, which I'm always fond of. Uh, thankfully it's not giant full episodes like the quantum break stuff, which ah, right, yeah. wasn't great. It was kind of like an okay, you know, not amazing TV show that was yes, vaguely yeah. connected to the story of the game. Um But it's like the stuff you find, the the main ones you find are all uh they're like projections, they're like um, um kind of educational recordings from uh, the doctor that has been kind of heading up the study of most of this kind of, you know, paranormal stuff. Uh huh. And he is one, well, he's played by the same guy that did the voice for Alan Wake. And he's very goofy and silly and it's very good. Like, there's a lot of him just being like, well, see, he treats all very, like, straight faces, though, like, you should already know what he's talking about. So he's like, oh, we've got, you know, uh we've got the phone, which it looks just like an old style kind of rotary phone. It doesn't have a cable stuff connected to it. And when you pick up and talk to it, you can talk to the inverted pyramid. And it just like just says it like that, like not as though that you're just like the inverted what do you mean talk to the inverted? What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um and it's got like a bunch of stuff like that, and it's really good. Like the writing in it is some of the best that they've had, I think. Um and then there's just some parts of that game that are just like I finished it. I it's one of those games that I started playing and just had to play through the whole thing. And it's just really, really good. I I really like it. I definitely recommend it. Um I played it on PC and it had some performance issues, which isn't, you know, uncommon for Remedy games. Quantum Break in particular didn't run super well. Right. Um but it's Running fine. Like I got it. I can. I managed to get it six frames a second by turning some stuff down, which is fine. Um, I don't know how the console versions run. I've heard they have some frame rate issues as well. So that's something to keep in mind if you're interested in it. But it's been a while since I've played a third person shooter like this that I've enjoyed this much. That has had kind of, it's just been this much fun just to like throw stuff around and you know shoot stuff and things. Yeah. Like the the core. Controls and your know, combat of it is just really good. So, yeah, that's control. Definitely recommend it. One of my favorite games of the year, probably. We'll talk about it in a couple of months.
0: Yeah, it's one of those uh, I, I have been wanting to check it out as well.
1: I definitely recommend it. I think you'll, because you liked Alan Wake, didn't you?
0: Yes. That was, and you, I, you liked, I liked Quantum Break as well, right? I did, yes. I did. Yeah,
1: you'll you'll definitely like you'll know, uh, definitely like this. It's the same vein. Um, I didn't really like Quantum Break that much, and this feels like a better Quantum Break. So, Right. Yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's control. Uh Why don't both of you tell me about Grid and spend my money?
2: <laughs> well, this is where we might have a slight difference of opinion, so...
1: All right, don't spend my money, then
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> cool so ben do you want to start off and i can yeah, okay. it, jump in and correct you where you're wrong
2: yeah well <laughs> you can yeah you can try um so i was i was really quite excited about grid coming out because it was grid that series. whole franchise it, it's been one of my favorite
1: mm, same with grid too
2: I mean I didn't mind grid two.
1: Yeah, grid two is okay. It's just not Grid One is a one hard game more... to like follow
2: up because Grid One is fantastic. Yeah. And then what was the name of the next one? Autosport. Grid... Autosport, that's it. And yeah, I remember yeah. I was blown away by by Autosport. Um, so I was expecting the same with this. Right. And I just haven't quite been I was expecting more shiny
0: there's not enough shiny. So what, what do you mean? Are you talking about more tracks, more cars?
1: You talk about ray tracing?
0: Yeah, I was talking about, well, yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> like just, yeah, a bit of a bump in mm. the graphics. A bit more variety in the tracks. Mm. A bit more, not so much more cars. I mean, there's, there's not a huge amount of cars, but it's a decent amount. But uh-huh. more variety between them. Like I've I've had a shot at pretty much every discipline that's in there. And they all feel roughly the same. And they they made a big they made a big song and dance of, you know, play it your way. You you had all this choice in the game and you, you could play it as an arcade game or even Burger
1: King?
2: <laughs> you could you could try and um try and play it a bit more simulation y. Yeah yes and yes. there's there's obviously there's the Fernando Alonso stuff in there so there's the like the formula the F two thousand cars that are in there uh, which you would kind of expect to be a bit more down the simulation side. Yeah. And I've just found that trying to play it that way doesn't work, right? It is, it is an arcade racer, and that is just what it is. What? Well, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think you've you've nailed it there. It is an arcade racer. Grid Grid has never been a simulator. It's never been a simulation racing game. It always has had that arcade. The controls have been a little bit floaty, a little bit easier to get into. It's never been a Gran Turismo or you know an early Forza. Yeah, the, the forza motorsports it's never been anything like those uh this one i sort of come out i had a look at some of the trailers and the back of the box and it's in my opinion anyway it's wearing its heart on its sleeve it's showing you that you're getting a racing game but it's split there's various disciplines so there's stock racing there is gt racing there's tuna racing you know formula cars there's also classic cars within the invitational and stuff Mm -hmm. and yeah um and it's exactly what i wanted yeah i'm i'm having a blast with it it's i can jump in uh, any of the other cars it's fine race it you know like you said your way have it your way whichever you know, if you want to try and work your way through all the stock events, you will have to. um Some of the once you get to a certain level in the progression in the stock touring, for example, you uh, not the stock touring. Sorry, it's two different types of touring cars. Yeah. You need to then switch and uh, take part in one or two of the other events to unlock the next couple of races. So, uh, yeah, I made the switch I, anyway. Yeah, yeah, but you. It's entirely up to you how you're going to play it. And, yeah, I'm having quite a lot of fun with it. I think it looks very good. Uh, You're saying you would have liked it to look a little bit better? I think so. Um, Because
2: I I just... I remember when Autosport came out, and it was. It was such a big jump over the previous games.
0: Yeah. um, What was... I'm trying to think uh, there's some of the tracks here. There's a uh, brand's hatch, mm-hmm. Uh brand's hatch. The best version of that track that I'd seen was, uh, was it project car? Uh, project. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 So that track was spot on. Uh, and it looks really good here as well. It's a good I... representation of it. Uh, and, I have uh, to say, I, yeah, I agree that the tracks are looking good. And my
2: my problem is more with the cars. Um, I remember in Autosport specifically driving in the bonnet view because yeah. the bonnets looked so good in that game. The right. reflections were so beautiful mm-hmm. that uh, I would just drive in that view for that purpose.
0: Well, I I, had a, I always drive bonnet view in the cars anyway, so...
2: yeah. Oh, I haven't. Insane. I haven't this time. I've actually gone for the, you know, the the stereotypical arcade camera while playing this. All right. Okay. I, I tried cockpit and I tried bonnet, and it wasn't. It just wasn't working for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. One of the
2: one of the issues I actually found was I think it's the San Francisco track, and there's loads of grandstands dotted yes. around the track, and you're uh-huh. driving through it, and as you go past them, there's noise. Yes. And then I noticed there wasn't actually any people in the (laughs) grandstands.
0: I didn't... I've actually not
2: noticed that. (laughs) It's just... I don't know if it's... Maybe that there was just a glitch at the time, but there was no no people in the stands. Yeah, as you drove past them, the crowd noise came up. All right. (laughs) So... I was like, oh, maybe it's because I'm still doing the early events, so they're not attracting much attention and crowds. But then the noise was there, so... (laughs) Maybe some
0: right. Yeah. <laughs> you should send Kieran in control to go and have a look. These <laughs> possessed grandstands. That's <laughs> DLC. Um, <laughs> I haven't noticed that. One of the the things that I would say is I would have liked more tracks because there's what fifteen yeah. tracks in total, and they just get recycled. Yeah. Which is fine. Because racing San Francisco in a touring car is different from racing it in a mini. Yeah, you know, so there is still that yeah. kind of skill switch and skill level, uh, and the progression in it. So that's quite cool. I yeah, I think I just would have liked a few more tracks. The the cars, there's not much difference in uh, the touring. You know, the the uh, the touring you do the tc twos first which is the the front-wheel drive cars. And you've got a choice between, I think, a a Peugeot, a Ford Focus, and uh, a Subaru. And Mm -hmm. there's not much difference in all of them. Some of them are a little bit heavier because I I think that's the two ways that they distinguish the vehicles, isn't it? It's um, It's just
2: power power and
0: weight. Power and weight, yeah. That's it. I kind of like that as well because it makes it a bit – it simplifies it a little bit as well.
3: It, like it does, the but
2: then you go into the race and you've got the option to tune the vehicle. Yes, yeah. So it it's like, well, you're making it simple, but then there's also this complex options as well.
0: Yes, yeah. And I,
2: I, I suppose it is, yeah, it's good if you want it, and it is then the, you know, play it your way, here's the options for you, but...
0: Yeah. So, if if you were reviewing it, which you may be, I am. (laughs) uh, Where are you? Have you made up a mind in sort of a a preliminary score at the moment? Are you? No, I haven't
2: at that point. No, I haven't because well, I've been super busy, so I haven't played it as much as I I wanted to. Right. And um, I think the first, the first couple of times I sat there and played it, I was really enjoying it. And then I sat and played it the other night and I wasn't enjoying it. Right. So it might just have been that I was in a bad
0: mood. Yeah. So I want to, I want to kind of play a bit more and see. I've completed twelve events, so it's quite a, quite a chunk. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it's a solid, a solid arcade race. I'd probably, I'd probably be sitting if it was my review. Probably around about somewhere between a seven or an eight. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think, I don't think I'd have an issue in recommending it to anyone. And I think it's one of the yeah. best it's one of the best races of the year so far, but saying that we're not gonna get there's, a
2: forza Yeah, there's not been there's not been a huge amount of choice really. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, you, I mean you said to me you were showing me that you were gonna pick it up. And yes. I was like Yeah, yeah. I would I would recommend it but make sure that yes. it's what you want.
0: Um yeah I think if you know what you're buying you're going to love it. Um yeah. I, if you're like you say if you're expecting something to kind of fill the the Forza Motorsport or the Gran Turismo gap it's not that. No, no. That's maybe look at picking up Dart instead. Oh yeah. You mm-hmm. know for for the more sim simulation there's a brutal simulation racer for you i need to actually play i've only played the the little bit i got to play when uh your place and but it's now on xbox game pass
2: oh is it oh well definitely
0: definitely go and try it out yeah the second one or the first one? Second one the the one that came out this year oh nice yeah uh what's it called Dark 2 yeah uh
1: yeah,
2: yeah.
0: 2. Oh. 2.0 2.0 yeah
3: yeah
2: So, yeah, that's a great game. It's brutal, but it's good.
0: I like the first
1: one a lot. Um, I need to get a second. Maybe
3: I'll subscribe to Game Pass again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Uh, moving swiftly along, Kieran, you've been playing Rebel Galaxy Outlaw, which I am waiting until it hits consoles. I think it's coming to consoles.
1: Yes, It's yes, yeah. for yeah. everything. I think even Switch,
0: even Switch. Um, yeah,
1: I was originally waiting for the Switch version, and then I was like, I have this whole task. I could just just
2: play it. <laughs> is way, yes. I mean, is the whole task not a bit wasted?
1: I mean, a little bit, because is
2: it not? It's just four degrees of freedom rather than six, isn't it? Uh, what do you mean? Like, is is it not still kind of? Fixed to a plane. Oh no, no,
1: no! It's not like the first game. It's more like uh, Elite Dangerous. Is not as in depth as an Elite Dangerous, but it's it's more. You have full movement. You can fully move around. It's not like uh, Assassin's Creed this time. It's uh-huh. not a naval game anymore. It's a space one. <laughs> wow.
3: Um
1: But yeah, it's uh, the prequel to Rebel Galaxy. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's. Very similar to that game in terms of like mission structure and stuff. You're doing a lot of like side missions that are just like, hey, go deliver a thing or go. I mean, this is how most space games are. To be fair, uh, yeah. go you know explore this, scan this, that kind of stuff. Go blow up these pirates. A lot of missions that are just like go blow up these pirates. Um, but they're definitely going. They're leaning more towards the kind of like arcade nature of it. So. It has modes that I've not really messed about with too much because I'm really bad at these kind of games. Um, but they have modes that you can make it a bit more simulation-y in terms of like you know how the flying works and how the you know combat works. But the one it kind of pushes you into and encourages is uh, one that kind of handles... Well, it doesn't really handle everything by default, but it has a button that you can hold that will track enemies and put you on you know, a kind of trajectory to fight them. Um, which I've watched like an interview with the developers before, and the developers were explaining their thing of in a lot of space games where you have people that you know often you know like me, who are not very good at them, the thing that you end up seeing when people are playing you' are doing the combat is they kind of are just spinning around because you're tracking people by you know spinning not quite on the spot, but more or less. And they added this kind of tracking stuff so that it will handle that part for you so you don't need to you know spin around and keep the enemy on screen and stuff it will do that you just have to aim and shoot and if you want to do some kind of fancier maneuver you can do that but it will keep you kind of pointed the right place which is handy um because again i'm not very good at these kind of games but i've been enjoying the combat quite a lot as a result but that's maybe the one reason that i think the whole test is a bit you know still unnecessary it's just because you never need to get that in depth with like how you're flying around yeah uh but it's fun to use that's it's why i bought that stupid thing you know? um but i'm enjoying it so far i've not played a massive amount of it i've done a few missions said scanning and delivering stuff and that kind of thing and they've all been pretty fun there's a campaign that you can go through that uh seems pretty interesting so far it seems well written it's got some good voice acting and stuff it's going for this kind of like old school i feel like it's kind of specifically trying to pull in like some wing commander and stuff like that that kind of era of kind of less simulationy space games um so there's a lot of like Really low resolution, kind of uh, like holograms of people talking to you. You know, when they call you in their comms in the ship, it's like this little super pixelated thing of someone trying to talk to you. Um, and like all the menus look super old school and stuff like that. It's it's really cool looking. The aesthetic of it is going real nice. Um, but then also they've just got. A bunch of like little mini games and stuff like that to play when you land on space stations so you can you know play dice poker and gamble a bit you can play uh pool which you can use the flight stick for which is an experience <laughs> it works a lot better than you would kind of expect it to <laughs> um like it's actually quite fun it's a it's a weirdly good like pool Mini game as well like they 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 made a good pool game (laughs) it's weird Um, they're like hey we made this full space game and also here's a pretty in depth version of pool and the AI is pretty good Um, all that's like very silly side stuff that you can do it's it's good so far I'm still pretty early on like I said so I need to play more of it but I'm definitely going to play more of it and having a lot of fun with it so far so yeah I recommend it rebel galaxy
3: outlaw uh if you like the first one it doesn't play like that that is my one maybe kind of like
1: not really an issue with it but you know a warning like if you're going into it going i really like that first one it's it's not that the structure is very similar but the actual you know gameplay isn't the soundtrack is like the whole fucking slide guitar rock shit is everywhere it's fantastic.
2: Yeah, that was one of the best bits of the it's first
1: one. Just as good here. It's so good to be to and it's all again it's all like context uh based like it was before and you can put custom soundtracks in there again if you want. Um but yeah, it's like you know, hey jumped into hyperspace now the fucking slide
3: guitar real fucking goes nuts. And yeah, it's they know what they're doing with that game. The soundtrack is
1: one of the things they definitely i'm sure spent a lot of time deciding things on or maybe didn't maybe they just nailed it first time and they're like got it (laughs) we know what we're doing um but yeah i definitely recommend it it's only on the epic game store just now but yeah it's coming to everything else eventually so yeah uh mike why don't you tell us about dear reader Dear Which Reader. People can see a video of on our YouTube channel.
0: Yes. So we did a look at a few games that were coming onto to Apple Arcade. Mm-hmm. Uh you, myself and Paul and uh we had a, a lovely evening playing games and talking rubbish and uh yeah, you <laughs> should go and have a look and see. So Dear Reader is a puzzle game. And it's based on classic books. So it looks at books that are now where the, what's the right word, the copyright is up, the rights are up on them? Public domain. Public domain, that's, yeah. Yeah. So you're looking at books like uh, Robert Louis Stevenson's uh, Jekyll and Hyde, uh, Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice, uh, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, you know, classic books like that. Uh, yes, yeah. There's there's a whole load of poetry books and stuff like that as well. But what happens is you start off, and it starts off in uh, Pride and Prejudice. But you you get a book, and it's got various chapters in it. And what has what they do is they play through um, parts of the book, so they actually read the book to you. And uh, what they've done is they've taken passages, but they've fucked around with them a little bit. So one of the easiest ones is where they will have uh, a sentence and it may ha- it'll it might say. Mike, space, Kieran started to record the podcast and down at the bottom there's and so what you need to do is fill in the gap. You just push on the and, and it goes into the right place. Obviously, there'd be more sentences, more gaps, and more more choice of words. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite logical. Uh, you know, you don't know, you don't need to have read the book that you're playing through um, It in the beginning anyway. So you get to certain points where if you are playing the, like, the kind of hard chapters, uh, if you're playing the hard chapters, then some of the language is really knackered. So there's uh, some of the poetry ones, and it's written in sort of old, old English. And what they do as well is they start jumbling the words up. So uh, you know they'll put the they'll mix the and and the of. and and swap Mm -hmm. them around and swap some of the words around. And it gets rather difficult. Uh, So you're playing through a poem and they switch things around and you think, oh, well, that rhymes, but it's not meant to. (laughs) It's not that type of poem. (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, But it's quite good. So some of the things that they do is they they fill in the gaps. There is chapters where you have to uh, swap words around You know, so the uh, let's just start one off at the moment here. And there's one called Crossout. And what they've done is they've added lines into a piece of prose and you have to find the one that's missing. So, for example, I'm I'm reading through here at the moment and it says, But the attention of every lady was soon caught by a young man whom they had acknowledgement of never seen before of most gentlemanlike. So yeah. obviously, you know, you, you need to pick the one and I reckon it's the Acknowledgement Of. So you click on that and it disappears and it moves on to the next set of pros. And again, there's there could be more lines added in. What you're playing for is points. Uh, the points are little droplets of ink and those little droplets of ink are the in-game currency. What they do is they allow you to buy more books. Um, and it's just this rather gentle puzzle game mm-hmm. um to start with to start with yeah Some of it, um, it's harder yeah so as you as you play through more and more chapters and more books you get more and more uh puzzles or what they call wordplay. so there's the fill ones uh fill in the gaps is the rearrange so they've got lines in the book, and they've just swapped them around, so you need to rearrange them. There's a straight swap, so there's words that you need to swap. There's spelling; they've misspelled words within the passage, and you need to click on the you know the incorrect word, and then it gets checked. Um, there's a, an advancement of the fill in the gaps; it's called sequence. Mm-hmm. So they've taken out you know six words in a row, and you need to put them back in the right order there's cross out like i said and then there's fill two so that's kind of the fill in the blanks but there's only two there's two gaps missing and uh each gap consists of two words Um, and there's a whole load of other puzzles which i haven't unlocked yet as well Um, so it does it gets more and more complicated as well and uh yeah very like i said very relaxing it is quite cool when you play through a book or a passage that you know and you've read. So that's quite cool. I like that. Uh, what else does it do? It does this thing. There is a challenge every day. so it's a daily challenge, and it's uh, a book that you ha- you don't have yet um, in your library. You're not too sure what it is. It's a random book, and it's a random puzzle. It could be any one of the puzzles I've told you about. It could be another puzzle that you haven't unlocked yet. And you play through the puzzle. If you play through it and you win, you get some some currency to buy books later on. And then you get asked, it says, would you like to guess the book? And it gives you a choice of three books. And you pick, uh, you know, I think it's that book. If you get it right, then instead of having done one one daily challenge if you get it right you get two daily challenges completed
4: mm-hmm.
0: and it's quite cool uh kieran have you played any more other than what we played when we did the video
1: no i need to go back to it because i did enjoy what i played in the video but i've only played that um, right but in the video we only played two different types of puzzle the yes kind of standard one where you're swapping boards around and then the uh, the one where you're trying to find words inside other words. Oh yes, yeah, that so was it, the
0: challenge. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it'd be like you've got to find "loud" and the word "cloud" would be there, so you'd click that because it has "loud" in it. And that one was fine, but I think I like the the word switching one a bit more just because if you're actually reading the stuff.
0: Yes. Like yeah.
1: It feels like you're you're playing a game, but you're also you know reading this book at the same time. Yes. Whereas yeah. the The one where you're just looking for words, you're just skimming over it, looking for the shape, basically. You're just like, I'm looking for out, or I'm looking for loud, or I'm looking for, you know, whatever this thing is. But I'm not really reading it, I am just looking for those letters. I'm just looking
0: for that, yes, yeah.
1: Because it's probably, like, I found it at least harder when I was trying to read it, because I was like, not, when I'm reading it, I'm, you know, reading the story and I'm not really paying attention to each individual word. So, it's yeah. harder to go. This word is inside that word because I didn't really read the word. I read the sentence, I read, you know, the event that happened. And so I wasn't as into that kind of puzzle as much because it wasn't as actual kind of reading focused as the other ones. Yeah. But uh, in general, I, I like the concept of the game.
0: Yeah, I've yet to find that puzzle. I've yet to come across that puzzle again.
1: <laughs> it was pretty late.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I think. You know it. It's probably from later on in the game, mm-hmm. but
1: uh... yeah, because it was one of the daily challenges.
0: Yes, yeah. So yeah, yeah Just really enjoying it. It's, it seems uh, good.
2: Really I did. Good. Uh, I did rec- uh, download it after you recommended it as well. Right. Because uh, I was flying back up from London and checked it out too. Yeah, I think it. It. It looks beautiful as well. Like it's simple and elegant. Yes, yeah. Um and the puzzles the puzzles are nice and it definitely like I I didn't read a lot growing up. So it's nice to kind of use something like this as an excuse to kind of go back and read some of the things I probably should have.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um it's uh, it's got a nice thing in it as well where it kind of tells you that you know that's what they try to do, um you know, so they've they've taken the excerpts from the book with uh so it says they've curated the excerpts with an eye to following each book's main plot while still doing justice to its complexity, and so what they can do as well is once you finish playing through the puzzles, you can read through the chapter as well without the puzzles, yeah, so that's quite cool yeah. um and it is it'd be like reading uh oh what were those books and it was the condensed version readers digest condensed versions oh, i yeah. suppose i suppose that's what it would be like yeah you know um and one of the other cool things i think we should mention as well is when you play through uh the chapters of a book when you when you play it's random of what puzzle you're gonna get? You don't know what puzzle you're gonna get. So when you replay a chapter to try and get maybe so a better score, a you you don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's Siri chiming in again. Um, you've you you don't know what puzzle you're gonna get as well. You could get because uh, you probably won't get the same puzzle you got when you played it the the chapter through the first time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's really cool.
3: Yeah, I like it. Thanks Yeah. Apple Arcade in general. I don't
1: think we've had a podcast since Apple Arcade came out, but. No. A lot of really good games on there. Yes. It surprises me because I think we were all relatively skeptical about it when they first announced it. Yeah. But I think we're all subscribed to it now. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. And admittedly, it's still the free month, but it's due to, sub- to resub soon for us, I guess. And I'm well, probably
0: going to keep it. I'm going to keep it. I have got a Cat Quest is on there, or Cat mm-hmm. Quest 2. Um, I s- played a little bit of that. I've not played enough to actually talk about it yet, but uh, that'll be a game that I'll finish as well. Mm-hmm.
1: The main thing I've played on it was... Uh our Wild Hearts which yes. I did finish and yeah. you can go watch our video to hear our feelings about it or wait a couple of months because it'll definitely
0: come up a game of the year because <laughs> <laughs> that game is very good yeah definitely yeah. excellent Ben do you want to tell us you have a zoo or a planet that's dedicated to zoos
1: Ben bought a zoo
0: yeah uh, no
2: um the Planet Zoo beta was out uh last weekend I think it was it was right. yeah you you dropped in and, and and watched me playing a little bit of it mm-hmm. as well um but it's the I'm just going to... it's Frontier who have done all the good kind of simulation games recently So they they did the Planet Coaster was the last one they did, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I never played that one, but people seem to like it
2: a lot. Um but they were um Frontier also did the Jurassic Park one.
1: Yeah, but wasn't that a Which bit
2: wasn't more... very good. Yeah, I was gonna say that's so... a Yeah. Um so I was quite keen to check this out and see which way it had gone. Uh and unfortunately, it seems to be it seemed to be on the right track. Uh, obviously, this was just a beta, so there was still there was plenty of issues and kind of limited amount of content on display there. Wait, and played... the
1: same people that made Elite Dangerous.
2: Yeah, well, it's that's the same a... companies, maybe not quite. Well, the same yeah, people, maybe not the exact same people. <laughs> yeah,
1: but I'm sure they have internal teams that are different. Yeah, I I didn't know that. That's a that's a Looking at the list of games they've made, it's kind of funny to look at and be a, it's like a bunch of simulation games, and then 2014 is like Elite Dangerous, which yeah. is a space sim, but not that kind of sim game.
3: Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, uh, no, that's all right. <laughs> um, so it's your kind of typical uh,
2: tycoon park mm-hmm. development simulation game. Uh like I said the the beta had a kind of limited amount of content to it, so there was a wee uh kind of tutorial campaign to play through to get you familiar with how to run the zoo. You know you have to make sure that the animals' enclosures have got everything they need in terms of food and uh entertainment features as well as like the right terrain and plants and all that sort of thing.
1: the key thing.
2: yeah. Oh yeah, because we had to freeze one of the one of the uh, what, what what was in that one? Did um, I have a polar bear.
1: Yeah, it was a polar bear. I think.
2: Was it polar bears? Yeah, and we had to put then freezers to make sure the ground turned to snow and stuff. Um, so that was pretty cool. We had a pretty bad bug <laughs> while I, while I was streaming. Malcyrum was watching, and in uh a grizzly bear managed to escape somewhere are they when the the animals they go away yeah (laughs) but when they when they escape like that the game kind of like puts them up in a box and you have to send a keeper to go and get them and bring them back but because it had gone over the train track none of the keepers could get to it so i just had this bear stuck in a box on a train track for pretty much the duration of that that tutorial
1: yeah, the keepers were pretty scared of the train tracks, so they were they were just like, "Can't get it, it's gone."
2: We also had a we also hasn't had an ostrich that just walked through the fence and said, "Nope." Yeah, I'm that was pretty it. funny. <laughs> it just disappeared off, and it, it it wasn't really that. He walked through the fence and like across the path and into a hill and just yeah. I was gonna say it wasn't just
1: the fence; it was like right in through like a cliff face, basically. It was like, yeah. it was weird. Um,
2: but yeah, I mean, it, it it looked pretty cute. It was very nice looking. Very yeah, kind I like of the look of it. Very in line with the planet coaster from oh, last year, two years
3: ago. Uh, two years
2: ago, three years ago. You had it open there. So three years ago, twenty sixteen. Wow. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was very much in line with how how that looked. Um.
3: Better than. Uh, Zoo Tycoon that was on consoles, which was also Frontier, wasn't it?
1: Which
2: one, sorry? Zoo, um, Zoo Tycoon.
1: Yeah, Zoo Tycoon Then 2013. was
2: that... So, yeah. I, they've That's taken that and Planet Coasters and put them together and this is what we've got. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's... It certainly looks like there's going to be a lot of content for it in the long run. After playing through the, the tutorial campaign, I kind of set up my own sandbox zoo mm-hmm. to play in, uh, which was definitely a bit slower to begin with because you have to research all the stuff to put in the the enclosures. Yeah. and you, you have to actually like research the animals to find out what food they prefer so that your keepers are providing them with the right food and stuff, whereas I just kind of like built a bunch of enclosures and threw a bunch of animals in and then had loads of protesters in my zoo because I wasn't caring for them very well. Come see all these I had,
1: starved animals.
2: Yeah, I, I like, hadn't it's... unlocked all the stuff for them so it's just like, yep, they've got no food, they've got nothing to do.
1: Look at this majestic, emaciated lion.
2: Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it seems it seems neat and I think it will be a
3: good game when it does come out. Yeah, I think Not I'm going to pick up, it it looks... Out it looks like a really good one of those does it have a does it have a release date I don't know I'm just looking
2: through the emails and I can't quite see if they've actually announced one yet
1: it will be released on the 5th of November 2019 according to Wikipedia well there
3: you go so soon bonfire night that's a strange strange <laughs> day <too. laughs>
1: Uh, I think a lot of games are coming out. It's, it's a Tuesday, right? Uh
2: yeah, uh the Friday's yeah. the first, so yeah.
1: Yeah. Games come yeah. out on Tuesdays and Fridays because America. Uh
2: yeah. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a I think it's gonna be a good game. It looks good. It played well, it had all the kind of micromanager stuff that you would want from a tycoon game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it actually actually coming out.
1: Yeah, same. I enjoyed what I saw of it even with, you know, the couple of relatively minor bugs.
2: Yeah. They Didn't and, get um, in the way. Like oh, so you said it wasn't expect expected. Yeah,
1: that's true. And that bear bug would have been an issue if you were not playing the campaign, I guess, because Yeah. That would have more hindered your progress. Yeah. But the campaign yeah, was, was just like, yeah, good job, cool. You
2: yeah, cuz it play. was it was having a negative effect, a negative rating on my zoo because I had this yeah. bear that was starving to death because he was in a box <laughs> on a train track
1: they could at least put some food in the box
2: <laughs> yeah it was, a, it was a minor minor issue for yeah. the beta but um, talking of unruly animals tell me both of you about the untitled goose game <laughs> because, because I am so tempted by this game
0: you Yeah, you need to.
3: It's fun. Do you like Hitman? Because they made
1: a Hitman game, but you're a goose.
3: <laughs> it's pretty <Hitman> much.
1: <laughs> and you're not killing people. You're just causing mischief. But it's got that similar kind of like AI walking around doing patrols and stuff like that, and you're
3: uh-huh.
1: you know, doing things to make them break their patrols so you can do stuff to them. So things like the right start is you're trying to get a farmer to take his hat off and wear a different hat. And he is just, you know, wandering around his garden doing stuff, and you're just like, Well, I'm gonna go and move this vegetable over here, and he's gonna come and put it back. And as he's bending over to put it back, I'm gonna grab his hat and run off with it. Yes. And if I lose you know, if I lose his, you know, sight and he can't see me anymore, and I can hide his hat from him, he's going to have to go wear that other hat, or else he's not wearing a hat. I mean, he's got to wear a hat. Um, and it's a lot of stuff like that. But you're a goose, and it looks adorable, and you can honk at things. Yes. And it's like an hour long. Maybe two hours long. It's really uh, short. Yeah. That's but my it's... one criticism of it.
0: Um, I was playing it. I was, uh, I downloaded it, and and had said, "What's this?" And I said, "It's, it's a game about a cunty goose." <laughs> 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 and she said, "What?" <laughs> and um, she had more fun just watching me control this horrible, nasty goose that steals things, and um,
1: some of the like every, you go into different areas, and it has like pick list of things you have to do and you can do all except for like you can leave one of them basically each time and it'll let you progress to the next one. Yes. And of all of them, the one that is still the cuntiest of all of them is for me at least. That second area you go into and there's just a little kid playing with a toy plane. Yes. And one of the objectives is make the child have to buy his own plane back.
0: Oh, I found that quite easy, actually.
1: No, I found. I, I mean, it, didn't, it wasn't difficult to do. I just mean in terms of moral Oh, yes, like yeah. a poor kid like you, can <laughs> like tie your shoelaces together, make a fall over. She drops his plane, then run over and throw it in a shop, and then he goes back to he goes over to the shop and goes up to the woman. And is like that's my plane. The woman's like, "It's on my shelf. I don't think you gotta fucking pay for that goddamn plane." <laughs> yeah,
0: and he has to buy it again.
1: It's so good. Um, it's got a real good sense of humor. <laughs> You're this evil goose. I saw there was a really good tweet going around uh of someone saying the way I morally justify playing as the goose in this game to myself is that I assume all of the villagers that I am annoying in this are Middle England Brexit voters, and it's like <laughs> that's fair <laughs> um it's yeah. It's very silly. It's kind of hard to talk about because like, I've given two examples but the game is very short so that is you know, there's not that many more examples to give.
0: Yes, yeah. Uh,
1: But I did enjoy my time with it. It is just quite short but it's not super difficult although you unlock more stuff after you finish (laughs) the game and those are a bit more difficult. But it's definitely you know, a fun... Short little game. The music's really good in it as well, actually. Yeah. Um, which I wasn't expecting. The music's just really well made. Um and the graphics, like yeah it looks nice. The animation on the goose. It's a it's a real good goose.
0: Yeah. Um there's the one of them where you make the the farmer injure himself, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> and... I love it <laughs> So, and I swear that they've animated the goose so that it kind of puffs itself up once. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, you twat.
1: And you can like hold one of the triggers so that your goose like extends its wings out and you can kind of mash it for it to kind of flap them a bit. And there's like one thing you need to do that for in the entire game. Like, generally, that doesn't really do anything. (laughs) Like yeah. it doesn't. Like you have a sprint button, you have a grab button. Those do obvious things. You have a crouch, or not crouch, but like you can raise or lower your head so you can pick stuff up and then put them down, or you know pick something up off the ground and lift it up. But there's no real use for the wing extending other than when you're running around honking. It makes <coughs> sense to have your wings out because you're a goose.
3: So of course you do. That's a geese run. <laughs> it's very silly. I really like it.
1: I played it on Switch. Where did you play it, Mike? Uh,
3: Switch as well, yeah.
1: I think it's out on something else. I don't think it's out on everything, but I think it's out on something else. Maybe PC.
0: Right. Um.
1: But I think it is coming to everything else if it's not out yet. Um,
0: yeah, because it, it, I thought it came out on Switch first.
1: Yeah, but I think it might have came out with PC in the same time. Alright, um, okay. But I, th- I definitely think it came out on Switch console wise first.
0: Yeah. Um, it was another game that got a uh, mainstream news attention as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really fucking blew up.
0: Uh but yeah, it's uh...
1: <sighs> everyone loves the goose.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. it it is good fun.
1: It is available on Windows, Mac OS, and Nintendo Switch.
0: Uh yeah, so you should check it out. Cool, shall we? Uh, what have we got left? We've only got one one game left to talk about. Yeah, cool. and it's uh, demons and crosses and machines.
1: Demon Alburns, gorillas ex machina, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, I think that's about right. Yeah, we'll go with that.
1: Imagine if that game had the gorilla soundtrack.
0: That'd be quite cool.
1: I mean, I like the soundtrack of Demon X Machina, but... <laughs> um, yeah, Demon X Machina. How much of this have you played?
0: So, I have played... I've probably played... Uh, I'm just... It's been a while I since i played, to... so... Yeah, uh, yeah, so I'm just actually looking at my profile for it. Um... I've played two hours, but yeah, about two hours. So not a lot, um, to okay. be honest. Yeah, but, i played about five or so. All right, okay, so not you've played. Much more, but more. Right. Um, I played through, Um, I did a really silly thing. I played it and I started playing it. And I think one of the cats said, you know how when you start off, any game on the switch, it asks you to choose your profile. Yeah. And I think one of the cats had jumped up and I'd I moved yeah, hit blame the cats." Hit, ooh, I'd, ooh, hit my, I, I'd hit the, the thumbstick and selected the wrong profile.: So I like story.: I played through the first, is it four or five chapters where you get the ice cream shop. I'd got as far <laughs> as that and then had to replay it again on my, uh, on my other profile. Mm-hmm. so i've uh played the same thing a couple of times over um it's it's a mech game it's a mech game yeah it's more it's mission-based that it has a weird story like most of these sort of they're not, yeah, it's not... i'm
1: not super into the story so far no <laughs> it's, i can't i it's i also yeah it's all early there's a lot of like conversations that happen before missions it may just be that I'm still relatively early on, but most of them seem to just be we're from this mercenary group. I'm codenamed Blackjack and I do this. And it's like, cool. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. And that's it, really. Yeah. It, a lot
1: of like lore dumps and stuff.
0: It reminds me of, uh, I forget the name of it, but it was uh, from Software's before Armored the Armored Core. The Armored Core, that's it. It plays oh. a
1: lot like the Armored Core games. Yeah,
0: um, it reminds me so much of it, except it's not this online persistent world. Yeah,
1: but that's definitely what they were going for. It's definitely the
0: the feel. Yeah. Kind of game, yeah,
1: it's a not a kind of simulationy thing like uh, uh, Mech Warrior or anything like that. It's you know going for this kind of more arcade. Still, you your mech still feels big and heavy, but you know you're you're grinding around everywhere. Like you have like Boosters on your feet so that you don't really run after a few seconds. You start grinding everywhere and it looks fucking (laughs) cool. And you're just like, you know, jumping up into there and then your boosters come on. You just fly into there and start shooting stuff or you can get swords, you can get lightsabers and it's, oh, it's just fucking cool. I love everything about the way this game looks. It's just like the art style of it is so good and everything blows up real good. Yes. It's fucking cool.
0: Yeah, it's it's just a fun arcade shooter. And like you said, the story, I've given up trying to understand what it is. I yeah, think it's, it, it's just one of those weird things that is probably taken off because there's quite a few of these games in Japan. Yeah. So I'm that, sure
1: there's people that are way into it.
0: Yeah, um, but you can play it without it. Uh, it doesn't take anything away and it just feels like kind of an old school game that you can turn on do a mission or two and have a lot of fun
1: Definitely.
0: and then that's it turn it off and off you go it's got,
1: it's got like a little bit of monster hunter in there and that sometimes you're fighting these kind of giant mech creature things <laughs> and you can blow off different parts to get different gear Um, and there's a lot of like You unlock these side missions that you can then play in co-op after you've finished a main mission which is kind of how Monster Hunter used to handle that stuff. Um, And you're, you know, collecting stuff. I like how you get gear in this game because you get gear from fighting other mechs. So, like, most enemies you fight are just robots. They're not mechs which is obviously an important distinction. They're very different from each other. Um, But, you know, they're not big humanoid mechs. And when you do fight the big humanoid mechs, which you do, there's usually one or two of them in every mission after a certain point, at least. Mm-hmm. They die and their mech sits there and it becomes like a point on your map that you can see on your mini-map stuff. And you go over to it and you can hit a button and you can reclaim something from its remains. So you can get you know, a different head from it, a different chest or arm piece or... Uh, I think the different pieces are legs, head, torso, left arm, right arm. Uh or maybe it'll have an accessory. Like I got a uh, downward boosters from one, which is really cool because it means that once you're in there, you can just hit this button and you start flying downwards way faster than you would normally, which is a handy thing to have. Um or you'll be able to pick up their guns and it tells you like if you already own one of them or not. Like it shows grayed out if you've already got one. But you could still get it and then sell it or you know reclaim it for resources that you can use yes, to yeah. you don't need to reclaim for resources you can just, some weapons when you use them to or when you're trying to build a weapon it will just say you need this other weapon and it will melt it down and turn it into this new one um, it's a cool system because it does feel very much like I beat this guy and I'm going to take his fucking cool lightsaber because he had a cool lightsaber and I didn't so <laughs> I want it Um, And then your mech has like these giant pylons in the back that your secondary weapons go on, and so you just have this giant mech with what looks like wings, but instead of kind of filled out wings under them, it's just like, yeah, that's my rocket launcher back there. That's just in case, you know?
0: Yes, uh, yeah. That's where
1: I keep my other sword, in case I (laughs) want to have two swords.
0: Yeah, you never actually use it as such. I mean, I...
1: I... I've switched to two swords before sometimes because it's fun to just mash your way through enemies. Uh-huh. Um, I actually really like. So all of the weapons have a ton of stats. Like you could go in and compare them, and there's like fucking like three pages worth of stats, and it's more than anyone will ever need. Um, it, well, I'm sure some people will be into it, but it's more than I will ever need. The swords, the main stat, because basically they it will uh, bring up like one or two main stats like the ones you have to care about so for legs it'll be like this is how much it affects your boost and also this is his weight because that's the kind of two that you care about Mm -hmm. for the swords the one it brings up is the range that you can like dash in from which just means that when you hit the attack button with sword your mech automatically dashes towards the nearest enemy and attacks and so some of them have a higher range for that, and your guy will just like jump from the other side of the map and just fucking smash and do it with a sword. And it's great. I also just hit a big hammer at one point, so it's just a mech walking around with a big hammer hitting things. That was pretty good. You can customize all different bits of your armor with different paint and different decals and stickers and stuff. It's just fun. We need to play as co-op at some point, because it seems like it'll be fun in a co-op.
0: Yes. Yeah, we need to do that. Um I need to get back into it. Uh I just uh, mucking around there as we were talking about it. And uh yeah, I need a wee refresher course in the controls.
1: <laughs> yeah, we should do some of those early missions and call or something to kind of remind ourselves how it works.
0: Yes, yeah. But, so they they've got yeah. what they call the free missions as well. So once you've unlocked a mission you can go back and you can do it as a free mission and it's not part of the story and there's no consequences for failing as such. But there's bonus objectives. You Mm -hmm. need to finish it within a certain time or you need to destroy so many more enemies or things like that as well. Which is quite cool. Yeah, that's also cool. Um, Yeah, I definitely recommend it. The the only thing was it's a full price game. Yeah. I think...
1: It seems like there's probably quite a lot of game in it though.
0: there is yeah i think the only the only caveat i would say is you need to know what you're buying you're not buying uh a triple a title and i don't mean i'm not i'm not trying to pull the game down but you're not buying something that has a you know this involved story with uh voice actors and you know a hollywood budget and a hollywood score and things like that it's a different type of game
1: yeah it's much more like anime inspired there's a lot of Voice actors yeah. that I kind of half recognize from anime, yes. of course.
0: Yeah. Um and if you know that you're getting that you, you are getting a good a good game of that type. And as long as you're aware of that, then yeah. it
3: be fine. That's fair. I really like it. Um I definitely
1: recommend people. There's a I think the demo's still up for it.
0: I don't think I that think- was time limited. No, it wasn't, no.
1: Um, that demo takes you through the first few missions. So, like, and your save carries over to the main game. So I definitely <sighs> recommend people just download the demo, play a bunch of it, and if you like it, download the full game and get straight into it. Cool. It's cool. They also sold, like, custom Joy-Cons for it. There were the, these big, it was like the pro controller split in half that you attach to either side of the Console and it makes it look massive. All right, <laughs> I didn't buy those, but they look cool. I have enough Joy Cons. You
2: did get your new ones,
1: these purple and orange ones are real nice. Yeah, oh, they're so nice looking. <laughs> uh, Halloween ones,
0: yeah. I, I resisted getting those. So I've I can't already wait got to two Christmas sets. colors
1: come out. <laughs> I, I I have a weakness. I've owned too many Switch <laughs> controllers in general.
2: I had pre ordered those purple and orange ones, but uh, something went wrong with my PayPal and it didn't actually go through. And then I was like, mm, maybe I don't actually
1: do <laughs> don't need them. I have um, the blue and red ones that mine came with. Yes. A pair of the Joy-Con, uh, the Splatoon. Uh, green and pink. The green and pink ones. Actually, I have two pairs of those, because one was on sale, and the other one, I got the drift issue on them, so the the Joy-Con started drifting, and Apple, eh, not Apple, eh, Nintendo wanted to charge to get it fixed, and I was like, these ones are on sale, I'm just going to buy a new pair, fuck that. Um, (laughs) Purple and orange ones, Pro Controller, which was a gift, to be fair, I didn't buy that one. Yeah. Uh like nine eight bit do controllers. No, no well, not nine. I have no the Super Nintendo Pro one, the Mega Drive one. The NES one, which I bought before the Switch to be fair, but I I do want it on the Switch. It works on <laughs> the Switch. Uh that little adapter thing that lets me use all my Wii controllers with it. Or a GameCube controller if I really want. Basically, I don't have any really like lack of ways to play Switch games. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like definitely good when it comes to controllers. Yeah, uh, if anything, oh, the you drum have too controller many. that counts as a controller. It's a big drum, but it's you know you play games with it.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: I love that controller. <laughs> they brought out like we're we seem to be basically done with the games now, but one last thing. They brought out dlc for taiko no tatsujin on the switch um which they've been doing regularly recently but they brought out a bunch of songs from undertale which are incredibly difficult even on like the easy setting. so warning (laughs) ahead of time it's brutal um and also some from detective conan like a really long-running anime that i've never watched so right okay but yeah they're still supporting that game which is awesome because i love it
0: yeah well, it's a huge franchise in japan so yeah yeah i'm not surprised because the well, the track listing just on the disc itself
3: well, is great yeah.
0: yeah um and Yes, I, I imagine there was, there was talk of them. They weren't going to stop until they had all of the tracks from all previous games, including the arcade games, and then they were still going to do you know, new stuff on top of that.
1: Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah, because they added a bunch of Dragon Ball Super stuff, which is cool. Um, I like Dragon Ball, but it's... Yeah, they're definitely supporting that a lot. They keep doing the challenge packs, which are mostly stuff from the arcade game, like you are saying. Yes, um, yeah. And there's tons of those. Yeah. Tekken still great. Yep,
3: still really good game, game. of the
1: Year. <laughs> Again. Again. Was that in your Game of the Year last year?
0: I, uh, really I can't remember.
1: I can't remember. I made those videos. I spent yes, dozens I of think... hours listening to everyone's voices.
0: I think we had it in there. I'm not too sure.
1: Ben had Phantom Doctrine. And mm. that hospital <laughs> game that I keep forgetting to buy.
2: Uh, <laughs> totally not seen hospital. Totally not theme hospital.
1: But also, I got to that video real late, so that was like a month ago. So, of course, I remember.
0: Not quite a month.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's it for games.
0: I think so, yeah. So, um, do we have any news
1: i didn't open any um because i knew that this was going to run long because we've not recorded for a
4: while
0: yes yeah uh, uh, um yeah i did have kenya's uh board game things just said, mentioned um going on kickstarter so with a couple of games that have come to kickstarter um and they're doing quite well. One of them is the Gameland Games. That's the guys that do the Tiny Epic Games. Mm-hmm. And their latest Kickstarter is out, which is Tiny Epic Dinosaurs. Yep. So, uh you've both seen the campaign for this. It looks super cute. It really does, cool. It's, it's a worker placement game. And in... So, it has various phases. Is you have workers your dinosaur ranches and they go all over your facility that you have and you can assign them to do sciencey stuff to find more uh, dinosaur DNA you can assign them to actually breed dinosaurs uh you know from in the lab you can get them to build your facility put security Uh, farm, get meat and things like that. Then once you've done all of that phase, the next phase is to actually build your dinosaur ranch, uh, put your dinosaurs in paddocks and organise that. The next phase is a feeding phase and you need to feed the dinosaurs, you need to feed them either meat or uh, vegetables depending on the dinosaur and if not, they escape and then there's things that happen uh after that you then get resources and you start all over again so it's quite similar to uh, dinosaur island which is a big box game
1: i was going to say that i feel like i would probably go the Phil hog and buy dinosaur island personally yeah
0: yeah so i provisionally had backed dinosaur tiny epic dinosaurs and I- it was more because of the form factor and they, they've got the little dinosaur meeples as well.
1: And because you own so many of the Tiny Epic games.
0: Yes yeah. and um, but I'm thinking that there's a few of the Tiny Epics that I have that I don't play anyway because they're, they look really cool they always do and the form factor is that's the big thing with them but sometimes they, there's just a little bit lacking in the gameplay and the mm-hmm. refinement and I think with this one, well, I've already got the big, the big box equivalent, um, and sense. I've got, I've got the extreme edition, so I'm probably gonna. <laughs> yeah, you have the crazy shit. Yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm probably not gonna back this one, not complete backing it. Uh, any thoughts on it? Are you guys? I, I think I will. Um, I don't. I'll I always got Des Island. Right, I. Ben, have you played Dinosaur Island? I know. No, I've, I haven't. I've had it out at game days. Um, I, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've not played it.
1: Me, uh, you, and Nathan played it one time. Yes,
0: I. Ben, you would really like it. It's yeah. It, it's up your, you know, up your your wheelhouse. In it's your like wheelhouse. that Jurassic
1: Park game done well. There's yes, the frontier <laughs> development wasn't <it>?
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, Yeah, uh, you are literally building a park, and uh, you're buying resources and uh, researching DNA and things like that. Yeah, Uh, it's really, really, really good. Uh, And then you get to the point where, if you've got the 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 Kickstarter version, because they blinged it out to high hell, you've got all the different dinosaurs. Each, you know, different dinosaur meeples. So the The bug standard version it's just uh, I think they're all the old allosaurs, and uh this time they've got you know this pterodactyls and all sorts, and so you can they've got meeples cut for all the different dinosaurs that are in the game as well uh there was they brought out an expansion for called totally liquid, and it brings in the kind of uh, water dinosaurs uh-huh, you know the uh-huh. the big kind of like crocodile one and stuff like that Megalodon. and it. That, yeah, it doesn't do anything to the game as such, except it adds another piece that you can have, a different meeple and a different... It's just a different type of dinosaur that you can put in your park. And it's an educational
1: end. game too. Listen to all the dinosaur names that Mike knows now.
0: <laughs> like the alligator one. The alligator one, the yes. One. The big one. And the wee one. The water one. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, so, I don't think I'm going to be doing that. Uh, another Kickstarter that is out at the moment is ZombieSide 2, is getting a refresh. So, this mm-hmm. is from Cool Mini or Not, or as they like to now call themselves, it's not even Seamon, it's Come On.
3: Come on.
0: Exactly, yeah. Uh, so, not a big fan of Zombicide. Uh, I'm not big, it. not a big fan of those types of games. To be fair, you know yeah. they, it's the, the it's dudes on a map and they, but the, the the big thing about Zombie when it first came out is it is a solid, game, gameplay experience. It's a war game as such, but it was the it was the minis. That's yeah. why the fucking company got its names. they were cool minis. <laughs> Uh, I, a lot of detail in them and you know before they came along with Side, a lot of the miniatures in board games weren't to the same level as you know your Warhammer miniatures and things like that there wasn't as much detail um, and they changed that with Side, and you got all these zombies and uh, all these contents and Side was I think it was one of the, the biggest kickstarters it was the one that started it the you know the trend within board gaming yeah. anyway. So they've done a refresh. I don't not for me. Uh thoughts
3: I don't really have any interest in though. I
1: didn't yeah. get any of our Zombicide stuff. It's never been Yeah. I think yeah. I zombies kinda of boring these days in general. You have to do something real interesting with zombies for me to be, you know. Yeah,
0: old. yeah. Uh, I like Dead of Winter. It's still one of my my go to horror games.
1: Still never played it.
0: Yes. Yeah. We we <laughs> need to remedy that one as well. But that we've been seeing a...
1: it for years. Yes. Someone go back find the first episode where Mike said that we need to get me to play Dead of Winter. Yes. It was episode one.
0: Probably it <laughs> may have been actually, honestly. <laughs> well, let well, not
1: say re- we we're probably talking about Dragon Age too. <laughs> I,
0: our issue is, is that uh, Leanne's not the she's not the best with zombies, so that's true. Yeah, it's uh, kind of one that doesn't really come to the table. Uh And then the final Kickstarter that I wanted to mention was from the guys at uh, Inside the Box, a uh, British developers. Really? um these guys did uh i'm trying to think of the the game that we previewed uh steven actually got a a review a a preview copy at uh Uh, newspeak yes newspeak yeah so it's these guys but their first game that they did was a game called subterra yeah so subterra is uh it's a dungeon crawl kind of like a dungeon crawl set in a cave and you are it's a cooperative game and you are explorers in a cave and you need to get out of the cave um it's a tile placement game and it so the game starts and there's a couple of tiles on the board but there's a stack of tiles the exit is buried somewhere near the bottom of those tiles so you're trying to get all the tiles out of the stack and put them in on the map uh within your turn and get out. You have there's a countdown deck that's working against you. Uh so you're trying to do it as quickly as possible, but there's also monsters and other threats inside the cave. So the cave's fighting back against you as well. Um, it's a cooperative game. So you you it's a bit like pandemic in that the I think it's up to five players. I'm not too sure could be more. But anyway, each of your players has player powers, a bit like Pandemic each. You've got an action specific to yourself that you can do. There's a diver, and the diver can... There's pools of water within the cave that you'll find out. And the diver can swim. Uh, He can dive in the pools of water. You can go in one tile of water and come out at another tile. You know, so you can move around the map. Um, There's certain things that you you can revive each other, but you need to you need to work together, but at the same time you need to spread out and explore the cave and then come back together and get out together. Um it was a very good Kickstarter. Um they have now come out with Subterra 2, which is a standalone game and similar mechanics and everything, but this time it's in it's kind of got a like a Tomb Raider Indiana Jones feel. You are working together to explore this, I think it's a a volcano or something like that, the dormant volcano or something, but you're working together to explore in here and get the artifact and get the fuck out. And it's Kickstarter's out. They have a a bundle, which I'm quite uh, keen on getting myself, where they are doing, you're able to get both games, and to get both games with all the gameplay attachments and all the goodies that they did, all the expansions, uh, you're looking at, I think it's £110 for the games, which is not bad. You're getting a lot of content, but you can then, sorry, it's 120 but then because uh, it was a Kickstarter and the way, you know, some people buy on Kickstarter, uh, they added miniatures. So that uh, when you play the game, everyone has a little wooden meeple, and that's them. But they upgraded the meeples to miniatures, hmm. and so they've got all these miniatures. They've got miniatures for the meeple for you. Uh, there is like wooden tokens that signify the monsters, and there's uh, tokens that signify you know certain things. And what they've done is they've upgraded them into these miniatures. But to get the miniatures is an extra 80 quid. That's so you're going lot. yeah, you're going from a hundred from and it doesn't do anything to the game. It makes it look nice, but it doesn't do anything to the game. And it's one of those that's like I'm pretty sure I'm probably going to get both games. Uh because it was one of those that I was quite upset when I missed out on the the mm-hmm. Kickstarter, I think there was a couple of Kickstarters running at the same time, so I'm quite Plus happy to get both. Yeah, it rains uh, at bores. Exactly, yeah. So I'm quite happy to get both of those, but then Kickstarter always has this thing, isn't it, where you go, the, the base game's £20, but to get everything is £60. But seeing as you're already spending £60, if you spend £300, you can... <laughs> you know, if, uh, yeah, I
1: don't usually jump that high up.
0: No, I, I, I'm exaggerating, of course, but they have this uh, escalation scale, don't they? Yeah. And so, so the base game would cost you £20, but there's, you know, four or five steps. And at the top level, it's it's sitting up at £100. You know, so you've ended up spending five times as much as you were going to in the first place. Um, and... The, <laughs> Yeah, so I'm sitting there and I'm going, well, it's 120 quid for another 80 quid. I could get all these miniatures, but they don't do mm. anything to the game. They just make it look nice. It's just hunks of plastic. Uh, so, what what do you guys think of things like that? Are you do you normally fall into that trap as well, or I I
2: don't.
3: Yeah,
2: I tend, I tend to just go to. in at the standard. I I've got my uh, Kickstarter. I think it Pedro, depends what Hero the, have backed.
1: I think it depends what the base one is like. So if like a base thing has meeples in it, yes. then I'm usually fine with it. Yeah, but I've definitely seen ones that are like you know, um kind of, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, cardboard you know, like standees. Yeah, like little cardboard standees. And those times, if it's like ten, fifteen quid more to buy miniatures, I'll usually do mm. that. Yeah, uh-huh. so you should pay that a little bit more to be like, well, I don't really like carver standees. They always get a bit frayed and stuff like that. They always fall apart when you take them in and out the stands, or if you even leave them in the stands, they'll get bent in the box. Yeah, like, camera standees just kind of suck. But yeah. if I can replace them with something, I will. So, what's
0: but... your what what's your cut off though? What, if it was an extra, you know, between ten and twenty pound? That would be okay.
1: But I think it depends on the game and how much stuff there is. Like I think I paid more than that for Sun stuff. Which that was a weirder one because the Rising Sun stuff already had miniatures. It just added plastic versions of some of them the cardboard tokens and more miniatures. Well, yeah, or but, better but,
3: miniatures.
0: Yeah, but we weren't paying for the upgrade though. Did we not we were- pay the upgrade for that? No. No. It- uh, you paid oh, for the, upgrade the, in the coins you bought. You oh bought yeah, coins. <laughs> I
1: bought the coins. You're right. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. If it's coins, that's the. There's no line for me when it comes to coins. You might charge me fifty quid more for metal coins. I mean, yeah. On. I'll buy those and not the game. Just give me the coins. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. It depends on. It's a case by case basis.
0: Yeah. I think with this one. It is a lot of content, but it doesn't add anything. Yeah, yeah. It, it really isn't doing anything.
1: I think also now that we both have like quite big board game collections, you more so than me. Um, I like it doesn't matter as much. When we were both really? kind of starting out. You know, there was a lot of Kickstarters that were like, "Ah, right, you can get all these miniatures and it's like, oh, cool!" Because I have three other games. I want this yes. big one with all the stuff. Now it's like I don't have space for the games I've got now. I'll I'll buy the yes. smaller ones
3: yeah, yeah, the, yeah so. the only
2: the only kickstarter i've ever gone up off of the basic basic pledge was for a five minute dungeon i paid an extra five dollars to get the kickstarter exclusive box right everything else i just kind of go in at the the Amazing. base tier ah uh-huh. um, so there's what if I... uh, there's the one i'm waiting on uh that we were talking about earlier today Mike is the Isle of Cats. I backed it up to get the five and six player expansion.
0: Yeah. Well, because that,
2: that was that was quite a big piece of you know a big extra bit of game you were getting for an extra, you know, ten ten, fifteen quid I think it was.
0: Yeah. No that that that's fine, yes. So are you, you're quite open to like pick up expansions um within Kickstarters or would you just stick to the base game and you can always buy the expansion later? I think it
2: depends how much the expansion adds. Um you know, when it's something like this, it's adding you know, the ability to play it with two extra people.
3: Was, expansions
2: was quite, was quite Kickstarter doing, but...
1: expansions tend to suck. Like I <sighs> think I think shop and sit down are really, you know, a bit harsh on Kickstarter games in general a lot of time. Yes. But they're right on that. You can't make a good expansion for a game until people have played the game. And the expansions are generally just here as some more stuff. We don't know if it's good, but it's more, because we don't know what was... We don't know what the shortcomings were of the game before, or what would be an interesting twist on the game before, because we're the only ones that have played it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So, Um. I think the best expansions are things that add... Either more content in a way that makes sense and fills a gap and be like, oh, this didn't really work in the base game so we replaced it with this and you do this instead and it's got all this stuff in it. Or expansions that go, the base game is perfect. Here's a different way to play it. You don't need to, but you can. Uh-uh. Whereas a lot of expansions and, I mean, like the Rise and Sun stuff. The Rising Sun expansions are just, here's some more miniatures. Um It doesn't have like a new mechanic, but you don't really need to know it.
0: Yeah. um, I backed a a game called Museum, which is a a collection game. And Mm -hmm. the the amount of stuff you get in it is excellent. But what they then did was they added different theme decks to it. See, that seems quite cool. And yeah, so I ended up going from, I think it was. If it was forty, I ended up doubling the pledge. I went from, you went from grand fo- to two grand. Two <laughs> grand. I went. <laughs> I went from I think it was forty-five euros to ninety euros. Jeez. Um, but wow. the amount of content that I got, you know, yeah. all these different packs. There's a Cthulhu-based expansion. There's uh what there always is there's uh one where you're trading um you're, you've got items uh black market items then you've got uh, the renaissance fair and you're adding um, an extension onto onto your museum and things but it all comes down to adding different artifacts from all different parts of the world and you're adding to these decks and sometimes you take a deck away and replace it with that one so it you know, sometimes it, it may add a different gameplay element to the game, but sometimes it's just, you know, um, replacement a replacement deck.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's a little bit of uh, variability in it and stuff like that.
1: Sometimes it's a big plastic Cthulhu that you can play the game on.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, um... <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, play that. nathan but... got that. I need to.
0: Yeah. yeah. So the the expansions in the the subterra set of games they are from the little bit of research that I've done. They're pretty similar to the expansions or the extra the extras that were in the seventh continent game.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: It just adds a little bit of a different scenario for you to work your way through, or it adds a different element, a different threat that's in the in the cave that you're trying to get out of. And I think things like that are fine you know because uh, with board games uh, especially games like that when you see the physical size of and the amount of content that's in it it would be fee- it's not feasible uh, economically to add the extra decks or the extra cards in so it was designed at the same time and it works fine but you know they're just doing it as an expansion and charging you a bit more for it um obviously once the kickstarters is finished they charge a lot more when you're trying to buy it in the shops but yeah, yeah um yeah you're right that a lot of the kings the kickstarter expansions aren't the best um and it's just it, it is a bit of a minefield I was trying to find them as well yeah and on that tangent <laughs> <laughs> uh, shall we have a look uh at some release dates
1: Yay. yeah yeah I love release dates.
0: <laughs> they tell so, me when to buy things. Uh, I am just looking. So for weekending the twenty fifth of October, we have. Uh, we've got Street Outlaws: The List from Maximum I Games. I I think it's a racing game. Is coming out for oh yes yeah. for Xbox One and Switch.
2: Is it like that? Need for Speed Underground? It no,
0: probably
3: no, wants no, it to be. was
0: wanted. Uh quite probably wants to be. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got that coming out. We also have uh from NIS America, The Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel 3 for the PS4. So that will be a JRPG.
1: Yeah, would people be like my
0: wild guess, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, it's, JRPG. it's a long running series. They're they're supposed yeah. to be really good. I've never played them.
0: Um, the new WWE game, Two K Twenty, comes out for PS4, Xbox One, and PC on the twenty second.
1: As well, maybe skip that one. Even if you like those games, maybe skip that one.
2: Oh, the
1: all the stuff that has come out from that game, like the footage they released of that game, like just. Go and watch the stuff they released from the preview event like a week or two ago, like their gameplay footage. It looks, it looks worse than last year's game, like graphically, uh, and oh. just glitchy <laughs> just wise. Like it's, I this is the first this, year that um, they've made it without the same developer, Yuke's. So this is ah, fully uh, made by Two Ks, uh, the, the company that makes the sports games. Yeah. Um, right. I forget the name of them, um, and it looks rough. Like it is absurd. Like how much worse it looks. Like those games are not very good most years, anyway. Uh huh. But it looks like they managed to make them worse.
2: <laughs> they're they're also releasing it right after there's been like a massive shakeup in the WWE. So
1: yeah, it doesn't have the like the new uh, SmackDown. Stadium or anything like that. Like it's yeah. it's it's weird because yes, they had a preview event literally days after that, and they showed all the stuff, and it's like this is the old shit.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and they're also releasing at a point where WWE is facing like multiple people asking for their contracts to be ended because their storylines are offensively racist,
3: and it's like, well, nah. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, possibly give that one a skip, yeah, uh, you could always just wait a couple of days and play a racing game on the switch w r. c eight eventually comes to the switch on the twenty fourth uh so the yeah the the i'm trying to think. i don't think is that the first w. r c. game to the switch? I don't think so, uh, i think uh, not really yeah. Thinking. Yeah, I'm not, not 100% sure on that. Uh, buildings have feelings too. That's true. Uh, yes, uh, from Merge Games. <laughs> is on the 25th, and that is for the PS4, PC, and Switch.
1: It's a city builder kind of thing. Um, it came out earlier this year on Steam, I think. Right. I know nothing else about it. I remember watching a trailer for it because the name was... Cool, right? <laughs> uh, uh. Oh no, sorry, it's not on Steam yet. I'm I'm wrong about that.
0: Uh-huh. So I guess it all comes out this time. Yeah, it was cool. Um, hey, speaking of cool names, Call of Duty Modern Warfare new version
1: isn't one of those. It's a new game. <laughs> it's not. It's not Call of Duty Four.
0: So yeah, that's uh Paul's very excited he- about that. Yeah, PS4, Xbox One I like, and
1: PC. I like the beta. I don't like those games, but that beta was good.
0: Yeah. But it's Hey, they, they come out every year or, yeah, of, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they have a market, so. Yeah. Uh, Destiny Connect, TikTok Travelers. Finally. Finally, the new, yes. The
1: new Destiny expansion.
0: <laughs> uh, it comes to PS4 and Switch, also on the 25th. I don't know what that
1: is, but it's NIS, so it's probably Japanese and yeah. anime and boobs.
0: And uh Children of Mortar comes to the PS4 switch and PC. I think that is another JRPG. I think uh, this th- cool sure. game actually looks adorable. I don't know what that is, but it looks cool. Does it look as adorable as Let's Sing twenty twenty? uh probably not what about medieval medieval what medieval Just medieval, medieval? Uh, the re-
1: the returner sir daniel fortescue
0: yes, so that is coming to the p s four also on the twenty fifth
1: i really like that game p s one and on p s p and i have no interest in that remake
4: <laughs>
1: like i really i'm a big fan of that game like i will defend that game right now despite the fact it doesn't play that great like it's got good writing good sense of humor it's got good collectibles and stuff like that i don't
0: really want to play it again <laughs> <laughs> and i'm a fan of it so the last one that i have on my list here for the 25th is one that's a little bit of um not too sure whether to get it myself, for the PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC from... Yeah, it's the Outer Worlds from Private Division.
1: Obsidian. Well, yes. Private Division's like the... Yeah. I forget what, what the exact lineage is there, um, but Obsidian yeah. are the, the main dev on that. Mm.
0: Um,
1: yeah. that. You don't need to buy it.
0: I don't need to buy it. No,
1: it's on Game Pass.
0: Oh, excellent. Because Microsoft bought those guys. Oh, brilliant. I can live with that. What's
1: yeah, Microsoft I... bought Obsidian uh, earlier this year.
0: Oh, yeah, fantastic.
1: Right. Or last year. So, and they bought Obsidian. Um, So this game's still coming out on everything else, but it's, it's coming to Game Pass day one. Oh, uh, excellent. Same with Double Fine's uh, Psychonauts 2.
0: Yes. Yeah, I'd, I'd forgotten that uh, it was coming to Game Pass. Mm-hmm. so no that's good i'm I'm quite excited about that now
1: yeah i'm looking forward to um i like obsidian games i don't really like the bethesda style fallout games so yeah i'm hoping yeah. they can pull it off because they did it well last time the best of those games is still new vegas uh-huh so yeah sure. um it's not out next week, but it comes out before we record the next podcast, so probably worth mentioning the uh, Ring Fit Yes a- Adventure. It's just Ring Fit Adventure. Uh, yes. it comes out tomorrow yeah. when we're recording this. So it'll be up out by the time this podcast goes up. Um that's the new exercise we fetish kind of game. That's fetish, not. I realize it sounded bad. Um yeah, no, not fe- <laughs> not fetish. Yeah, not the Wii Fish. If you've got Wii fetish, that's also okay, but, I mean, it got Trump in some trouble. It might it just... yes. Yeah, um, it. <laughs> it looks good. I've pre-ordered it. You get this big, like, plastic ring that you put the Joy-Cons into, and it's like a resistance band kind of thing. Well, not a resistance band, but, you know what I mean, like a, it has some resistive stuff in it. It seems cool. I'm gonna be skinny by next time we podcast. I'm gonna be like, <laughs> man, I don't know what's like a healthy weight. I'm gonna be like thirty stone. Is that that's like you know that's muscle bound, right?
4: Right.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna double in weight. It's gonna be all muscle and gonna be ripped, man. Um no I don't know it seems cool I'll, we'll talk about it next week because I'm going to have it um, I'll, I'll, I'm not recording a video of that one
3: uh, <laughs> probably for obvious not, no. reasons
1: yeah <laughs> for, for personal reasons as someone who is pretty unfit I'm not, I'm not recording one it would take a long time to record because I would need to take you know hour long breaks every 12 seconds so it would take a while but
0: yeah
2: Cool. Cool. There's uh, another thing that's coming out this week as well, which is the uh, platinum edition of Farming Simulator 19. I can't come on the podcast without admitting some sort of simulator problem. So that's true.
1: <laughs> you already talked about the zoo one. That's the simulator. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm going to be playing. I'm going to be farming simulator again and checking out the. New vehicles that are being added into this Platinum Edition.
3: Are you going to stream it?
2: I will most definitely be streaming it. I will watch some of that.
1: I like watching other people play those games. I like watching Lemmy play Euro Truck Simulator. I would never want to play Euro Truck Simulator. Yeah. I'll watch a dumb Scottish comedian do it. Yeah. Um, uh, Also, the new Jackbox is out next week. It's not on this list because it's digital only, but it's. Yes. uh, Yeah. That's out next week.
3: Oh, Excellent.
1: today I think maybe it is next week I think it's today or tomorrow the new game from uh, Game Freaks is out that little town hero game
0: Oh, yeah
1: uh, That's out on Switch It might ah. be out now, I can't remember well, uh, It'll definitely be out by the time we record next time yeah, I just,
0: I'm so just to be on the Switch shop I'm just on the Switch shop right now and uh Jackbox is a week early. What? What? I so thought it it was it's out. Well, I guess I'm buying
3: that. It's
2: right there for twenty five ninety nine.
3: I guess I'm buying that. <laughs> buying all these games. And <laughs> buy more games.
2: <laughs>
0: so there you go.
3: So what games
2: have we got in Jackbox Party six?
1: There's a uh, Murder Part- Mystery Party Two. Which is that trivia murder game with all the mini games, yeah. which was really yep. fun. Uh there's one called... it's it called like joke boat Boat, Boat, joke boop boop I don't know. It's got a boat in it. You write jokes. It seems yes. quite funny. Yeah. Uh, it's like that rapping game they did before, but it's like stand up comedy instead of rap. Yeah.
3: Um and there's some others, I don't know. Those Dic- are the ones Dic- I saw.
2: Dictionarian uh push the button. Roll Joke models, role models. Uh,
3: that's five.
2: Is there five games? I was expecting yes. six. Yeah, there's I five I was expecting six because it's Jackbox Party Pack Six. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I assume one of them's a drawing game. There's usually a drawing game. Uh
0: Maybe. let's have a look. There's uh hidden it? push the buttons a hidden identity shots. game. Uh Trivia murder Party is obviously trivia. Uh, comedy Contest Joke Boat, that's one-liners. Personality Test Role Models, and I'm not too sure what that is. So, yeah, know. maybe one of the first ones where there's not a drawing uh,
1: Maybe I'll skip this one. <laughs> nah, I probably won't. But I, I, the drawing games
3: are always usually my favourite. Uh, I think his little dude... Story, game, words. Yes, Little Town Heroes out.
0: Oh, it's out? Yeah. Ah, very cool. It looks neat. Yeah, need to have a look at that as well.
3: And
1: that's it.
0: Yeah, that's it. So... I just thank you all for downloading our nonsense and listening to us. If you have any comments or anything you want to send us an email about, you can do so by sending us an email to podcast at game. No, that's wrong.
2: <laughs> no, no,
0: it, podcast no, it's right. The podcast at glitchfreegaming
2: dot com. You, you yes. got
1: most of the way there.
0: I did, I did, yes. It's uh, it's late, I need to go to bed. Uh, you can also just tweet
1: us <laughs> on Twitter at Glitch Game.
0: Yeah.
1: One of us will respond, I have it, Ben has it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, you can also find us on Facebook, just go on Facebook and search for Glitch Gaming. And don't forget, you can check us out on the website at com. So with that uh, anything, any final thoughts?
1: YouTube.com slash user slash glitch vgame.
0: Oh yes, yeah, because we've done some videos.
1: We did an Apple Arcade video. Go watch it. We played uh, all the games you have to care about in Apple Arcade. We definitely didn't run out of time and you know, <laughs> not record some of them. Yeah, uh, have to, have we to definitely do played one. some of our favourites. Cool. Um, there's a bunch of Mario Maker stuff on there as well. Because Mario Maker 2 is great. I've not done one of those in a while,
3: but
0: yeah. Cool. So, with that, we will. Oh, uh, well, I think I'm going to go and play some Fortnite.
1: It's a good idea. I'm probably going to play some Fortnite as well.
0: Well, it just so happens it's downloaded for me too. Oh, excellent. We
4: well, go play we're off to
0: Fortnite. The, we're going to go play some fort- Fortnite. You guys do what you do, and uh, we'll catch up with you next time.
1: Goodbye.
0: See ya. See you later.